0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Back-to-Back Films Podcast. This week we're covering Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Pleasantville, talking about the digital intermediate and color grading. As always, in order to have the best discussion possible, we recommend that you watch the two films we'll be discussing before listening to the episode because of potential spoilers. I'm your host, Keith. This is Byron. And I'm Jacob. All right. Any updates from... I from got some else? updates. I got, I got some oh, updates, shit. too. All
1: right. You go first. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna shine the light too hard and then you'd be like, oh no.
2: <laughs> so I'm really stoked about this. I don't I am curious about how you guys are thinking or what you guys will think about this. So did you guys hear about Quentin Tarantino's new film?
0: Oh, it's supposed to be about the Manson family? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? So I am actually really stoked about this because horror film, maybe? Yeah. So like I'm thinking Whoa. Because like, you know, Tarantino has always done and we we've talked about this when we did his stuff in his, his you know our podcasting about Tarantino, but he's so into you know he has his own universe, the Tarantino universe. He's never done anything that's based on a true story. The closest would be *Inglorious Bastards*, where he's used you know fictional or non-fictional characters and, and then kind of put a fictional spin on it. However, he well, Jackie Brown was based on a book too. True, true. But, like, this will be the first time he'll be basing a movie on, like, real events that, like, most people are very well aware of. Like, familiar um, be, with, yeah. Like, not necessarily maybe the details, but definitely kind of what happened, who the characters are. So, this is going to be super unique. I think it's awesome because he Game changer, supposedly dude. has, yeah, yeah, really. Because he, he, supposedly, you know, he's saying that he only has two more films that he's left. So, <laughs> he's really going to try and make these last two, like, good you know? Um, yeah, for sure. So, this is good. I'm just, I'm stoked because I like it when film directors, like, really change it up. Um, yeah. And I feel that Tarantino, I'm going to like whatever he does. Of course, if he came out with another Western, because there were talks there was going to be another Western, but it was set in, like, the Outback in Australia. Oh,
0: God, no. Like. We don't need three Westerns from it. <laughs> so, like, I know mean, right. that's the thing. I was like, I
2: I probably still, like, really like it, and it might be right. the best film he's ever done. Who Bounty knows? Bounty Hunter-based but Westerns, I, I was, like, yeah. Super st- so stoked to hear this because I'm like this is not what I was expecting to be the next Tarantino film, right? So it's it's going to be cool. And like, what if he pulls a Kubrick? Right? Comes up with like, you know, this epic horror movie that has been in him, or a uh, epic, you know, tragic. Because um, I mean, it could be a love story. It could be you know Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski, and and then you know it could be it could just be something super unique, something that maybe we need to see from a prolific film director um, that's going to change change things you know right for a bit and also, it, it could be a biopic
1: yeah i think that's what it's called that's biopic what my, biopic i think that's biopic biopic. It. I think
0: biopic i think it's biopic yeah but um <laughs> it's interesting because like most directors always biopic. say like like uh K- kubrick was always like i was it kubrick some director was like yeah horror films like are some of the hardest ones to make like make good and proper ones yeah so a lot sorry a lot of like bigger horror films will be like later in a filmography because like some directors are just like no i don't even want to attempt that like, yeah
2: because like it's weird because like kubrick right he did only two movies after um the shining yeah so that was definitely right. later in his career um who That's knows if tarantino is going to actually only make 10 films who knows but <laughs> I, he's I also think getting, he'll keep making movies, dude. He's also know. getting married or he's engaged. What? Yeah, so he's engaged to really? this Israeli um That's singer weird. that they met they met back in uh two thousand nine when he was doing Inglourious Glorious it's kind of been like an on again off again. And yes, we are the TMZ of film podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, her name is um Gotcha. Yeah. Name, gotcha Tarantino. But if you type in uh Tarantino engagement, she'll pop up. She's I, maybe, probably... I don't know. She's quite a bit younger than him, so he Clearly. might he might be, like, creatively uh, back in the swing of things or something, and maybe he'll do more than 10 movies knows?
0: Dude, she looks significantly younger. Than yeah. You. Also, he's, like, trying to look like David Carradine now. Like
1: I know to be with, with the longer hair. hair
2: and yeah. stuff. With his hair, yeah. But I'm like, dude, I'm happy for him, man. Like, that's dope. I mean...
0: I mean, I've heard he's a creeper, though. So yeah. I, mean, I guess good for him for getting. What makes out. you say that? There are just women who said they they like he'll like creepily come onto them and like just basically expect like <laughs> sexual you know oh like my God. Not sexual favors, favors but like <laughs> just sexual stuff like yeah. in general right. like. Oh
1: man. Well, yeah, I, I, that was a joke. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> I watch his movies and it just feels like. Like, there's the little creepy guys making these movies. Like, honestly, like, if I, if I'm, if I'm, if I were to.
2: So that's my goal. The next film I do, I want to make it so that Jacob just feels like, what the fuck? He is such a creep. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs>
1: I'm sure you're Honestly, already
2: there. <laughs> I've already, yeah, I've already,
1: I've already felt that from your
0: movies.
2: No, I want it to be more, though. I want it to be more like, what the fuck? Like, why, like, oh, yeah. Why he's such a creep? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the yeah, fuck okay, is he who doing? Is this yeah, guy. Who is this Yeah, who is this Yeah, like, like like I've never
1: seen you before, and yeah. then I, I watch your movie, and then I see you in person. and I'm like, oh yeah, that is the guy. That who
0: is would the make guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you read the script I've been writing. That's exactly. I'll I was explaining it. To, uh. I was explaining it to Josh, who we rent the equipment from, or whatever, and he was like, "Dude, you think of the f- most fucked up things." <laughs> like, well, because the, it's just like. The horror i like like and yeah. I, I like you know like especially like the local horror festival like i don't like the horror that they put like that people submit to the festival and right. i won't i just want like super like boundary pushing stuff yeah so it's like i write that shit now know? i'm intrigued like, man.
1: Right. now we're, yeah now we're intrigued that's sweet do you guys know what tmz stands for no
0: something media oh wait uh no i don't know TMZ
1: channel. I'm just looking up TMZ, which uh, stands for Thirty Mile Zone. Uh,
0: <laughs> what the hell, that's weird. What? What's <laughs> have to do with 30? Hollywood? Refers like maybe. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. Oh yes. No. Yeah. That. That's what it stands for. A thirty Mile Zone. So it's the thirty Mile Zone radius centered at the intersection of West Beverly Boulevard and North La. No, I'm sorry North La Seneca Boulevard In Los Angeles So I, I bet It's like This is like the These are all the celebrities And we're gonna monitor Yeah exactly These people in this 30 mile zone
2: But like, they're, like I they, didn't know it stood co- for but that But they cover It's, it's almost too though. smart But they cover like You know They have like Guys that are like Filming in every fucking airport Throughout the world Oh yeah you know? But I think it's like The idea
1: that like That's where all the celebrities right. live. They all live And there, so they're yeah. like Following the people in that area yeah. yeah totally yeah
0: dude fun fact though about the uh manson family and that whole scenario uh basically the majority of the stuff that we know about if not like all of it of like their whole escapade took place in a nine to 12 month period oh wow like all the shit they got up really to happened that's so super, fast yeah. yeah that's super fast it was like crazy and he was, Manson like was involved with like celebrities and like all these crazy circles
2: like what a weird guy man because like he I mean like he he I think you know he was he was talking to um you know people like Dennis Hopper and stuff like that I think before you know he was killing or you know he he he, he himself didn't kill anybody but he you know ordered the who's the there's
0: like a group that has like surf in their name and I can't think of there was, like, some guy from this music group who was, like, one of his, like, close, devoted followers. He yeah. Like a big um, guitarist yeah. or something.
2: Because he was really... Because Manson I, I was, like, really into music, and he wanted to make a band, I think. And he, part of the reason why he was upset uh, was the people that lived in the house that Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski had were music um, executives. And mm-hmm. initially, he had sent those four people to go um, kill those guys. But when they showed up, those guys weren't there and Sharon Tate was there with you know some of her friends and that's how so they messed got, up. Killed. his music oh, is weird. terrible
0: too like, yeah, yeah his music <laughs> is so bad shitty <laughs> musician and like
2: it's, nice. so it's interesting so Sharon Tate you know she was eight months pregnant um when she got when she, you know when she was killed and she was a rising star um like I feel that this movie could be a a, a really if he if he tackles some sort of like tragic love story element to it com- in combination with like the horror, it could be right. It could be devastating. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Because like you know having like this young actress, you know happily you know involved with well at the time Roman Polanski, um, and this is before his scandal, of course. Um, you know, and, and he's a huge name in Hollywood. This was like when directors were also movie stars, you know? And, you know, this happened in 1969. 1970 is one of the most important films in or most important years in film, I think. And, like, it's just in that point of time where so much cool shit was happening that I I feel everything (laughs) that he loves about, you know, 70s films, and this movie could be... Really, like it could be something else, so maybe I'm going to hype it up too right. much, but we'll see. Also, what the hell is Tarantino it doesn't, horror? Doesn't violence sound like, like you're like. hyping it. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I was thinking because that's like, like already so violent. Like, how do you? How is he do going horror? to? How is he going to orchestrate his violence? Because it's not going to be the typical Tarantino violence, I don't think. Right? Right. Yeah, it's not going to. It's it's going to be.
1: He, he he can't really romanticize the violence like like he usually does. No, yeah. so you, you know? he's
2: going to want it to be more horror. I think. Right. I hope um. so. But
1: what if what if he does romanticize it, dude? Like, how fucking crazy would that? Like, I'd watch that. Oh, it'd I be would see. I, I fucked up, dude. Dude, I would too, man. it would be uh, like, and it'd be so. It'd be like the GTA of movies. <laughs> like, I <I'd> fucking. <laughs> I'd be down, dude. I, I know. Yeah. Like everyone would be like, "That's so tasteless."
2: Like, why are you doing that? No, but I'd love me.
1: It. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, this is like different, and this fucking hot shot mother fuck is doing it like yeah. that sounds good to so me maybe
2: maybe that's what he's gonna do he's gonna be like fuck it i'm gonna like go balls yeah. to the wall and i'm gonna go i'm gonna romanticize the fuck out of this fucking you know horrific crime and right i want to make people uh, super pissed off like that that's would be so dope. gross
1: that's so gross but i'll watch it you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm i'm grossed out right now just thinking about that but i'm gonna watch it of course we're all this sounds amazing it. Uh, is, do you have any more updates? That was it. Yeah. Okay, Jacob. What's your wait? Updates? So, hang on. Your your updates, your personal updates, have to do with <laughs> your TMZ, the Tarantino mile zone. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm You're t- like Kelly from the Office, dude. Bruh, How are you surprised, bro? Bruh, uh, bro, bruh, I'm I'm a Tarantino <laughs> expert. And I have to <laughs> sh- shut up. What's, what's Tarantino's best movie, Mr. Expert? Uh, Inglourious
2: Bastard.
0: Jackie Brown, dude. Jackie Brown. Oh, oh, that's right.
2: Duh. Duh. Oh <laughs> my Do you even God. call yourself an expert? Oh, my gosh. That's right. I forgot. It's so Brown. It's so mature. Uh, it's
1: like he doesn't have to try to make a good movie that's how good it is actually
0: his best movie is my best friend's birthday because no one's seen that movie yeah, yeah. It was his original oh
1: yeah that's, that's right.
2: such a classic like even i haven't seen it and it's so good it, oscar winning oscar it should be an oscar winning performance totally snubbed because he was he starred in that too
1: it lost totally to snobbed <laughs> it lost the <laughs> bullfixion that's great okay so i i have some updates this weekend this past weekend i made a movie oh 48 hour film festival oh yeah nice um drew it or we drew romantic comedy and sports and we ended up going with sports and we made a historical sports um comedy so it wasn't a
2: historical sports romantic comedy (laughs)
1: <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, but we basically, we we picked, there's this lawn game called Coob um, that I found out literally after the, like, I, we figured out our topics. Uh, my producer, Robert, was like, hey, uh, there's this game Coob. We should do it on this. And I was like, yes, like, a, an obscure lawn game that no one's heard of? That sounds amazing. <laughs> so we decided we'd do, like, a, th- like a 30 versus 30 ESPN, like, Kind of spotlight on the game and the history of the game, and we just made shit up it 's like an absurdist <laughs> comedy and it's it 's a whole lot of fun um and it 's screening at sif uptown cinemas at six thirty on the seventeenth, which is this next monday and it 's actually pretty good like i i, I don't i don't <laughs> want to toot my own horn, but uh it kind of it turned out a lot better than I was expecting, and I was the director on this I also did. Uh, some of the editing um but connor did most of our editing because he's fucking awesome connor o'keefe and then i uh did uh all the visual effects for it as well so it was just me and him kind of sitting up late getting up early
2: like getting that shit done dude i'm Um, stoked to see it man yeah i'm really excited so are you gonna post it after it plays at sif uh yeah if
1: uh i mean it's i think it's the best 48-hour film that I've made.
2: Oh, um,
1: sweet, so, so, um So, I think the best one before this was the one that I did at Western, which was the uh, one with Gavin, where he's like the superhero thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys watched that one, but that was pretty good. Yeah, but this I, th- one, I think like, I watched that one, yeah. I, I don't want to be like an asshole or anything, but I think it might make it to the next round. So, it, if it doesn't make it to the next round, then I will definitely post it 100%. Oh, okay, cool. And, yeah. But I think there, it stands a chance,
2: like it's because it's not bad. So it's h- not h- bad how how does that work? How many rounds? I'm not familiar with the 48-hour well, film festival well, in Seattle. Well, I mean, like I've heard it, of it, but right.
1: Well, in Seattle, they they have so much interest. So there's there were 64 teams that signed up, and oh, there wow. there were 61 teams that ended up turning in. Um, so there's about 10 films per showing. So they have six showings, 10 films each, and um, and yeah, the kind of i think it's like the top two or three from each i think it's the top two from each showing go to the like final round to you know to like win the you know and compete and
2: then they pick the best film from there oh Um, okay yeah so yeah so the judges actually don't really well no the judges would have to see them all though right
1: yeah i think so i'm not sure if they do like tier judging which which would make sense to me yeah uh, if they like you know, had judges for the first round and then right. for the second round, because I mean, watching sixty-one movies—that'd <laughs> be the worst job
2: I, ever. I, I don't, I'd love people, that.
1: No, not not forty-eight-hour films, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. I have a hard enough time sitting through like my own theater. Like I, I want to leave like halfway through. Normally, you can sign um, up for
0: those, even though you don't live in Seattle, right? Or are they restricted to Seattle? Um,
1: well, the 48-hour film project, they go around city to city. So you have to have a majority of your cast and crew in Seattle when you're doing it. Oh, okay. Um, so I think the only person we had was Tyler Riggs, who was who wrote this thing. And he lives in Phoenix. He's a buddy that I've collaborated with a lot down in Phoenix. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, like a majority has to be in Seattle. But, yeah, they they float around. They're like a worldwide ro- Group. They're called the Forty Eight Hour Film Project. Um, so they, you know, they go around. I they get like around.
0: They
2: get around. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of forty eight hour film festivals in Seattle. Like they, I feel like one pops up on Facebook like every other month. Or every yeah, that's months. probably
1: true. I'm sure know. there's a lot of places that do it, but the Forty Eight Hour Film Project they only do the Seattle Forty Eight, which is over the summer, and then they also do the Horror Forty Eight. For for horror films, oh my god! Um, and that's please. like that's up Keith's October Alley. That's right up, I might that's have right to up try Keith's uh,
0: Keith's back alley. Yeah, might have sure. to try it. Yeah, the back alley, <laughs> the Brown Town. <laughs>
1: you taking the back alley to Brown Town?
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'm jealous though because I I really am itching to do a 48 bad man. Like I love oh, that yeah. process. It's just. You have no choice. You pump it out, and that's yeah, it. you have to. You, you, see have it pump,
1: you have to do it. You have to. Yeah. yeah. You and go up the it. back
0: alley, and you pump it out. <laughs> yeah. You Pump it out.
1: You pump out Brown Town.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but I seriously, like, you know, Western had one, obviously, and then the Pickford here tried to put one on, but there was only, like, three teams that signed up, so yeah, like, I don't yeah, know was if they're kind of going to do another one.
2: You know what? I did that, and we ended up winning a prize, and hey, we never got the money. We we're supposed to get a hundred. Wait, something at bucks? Western? No, no this Pickford? was for. What was that called? I forget what that was called. Anyway, yeah, like they said, we <laughs> never sent, got the money. Yeah, yeah, he's like, we'll send you your money that what we you know what you want, and um, I never, right, I never got it. So then I sent him an email. I was like, dude, it's like been a month. Like I was just curious, like if where's it's where's, like, where's our money? He's like, oh, I sent it, and then <laughs> like I I never never saw it, never, never got it. it. Yeah, I sent it what an asshole yeah (laughs) that that's
1: like the summary of these things and like it's fun to do them but like essentially you're we paid i think it was 150 bucks for the early registration which is what we did because we knew we wanted to do it yeah it's a lot like it's not cheap and then and then you make your movie and then you have to buy tickets to the showing which is like 10 dollars each damn (laughs) so it's like how much are we just giving these people like free mu- like we're g- we're giving them a film that they can use for promotion we're giving them a film that they can use to sell out tickets and <laughs> it's like
0: Dude, why are we not what? being the people why to run this? Why are we not doing this? Yeah. Why let's don't do we do this? With, dude, let's do like we'll do a podcast one. We'll be like the Back-to-Back Back Films Podcast 48 Hour <laughs> Film Festival. Right. Send it Submit, in. We'll that, judge your I you actually dude, that would be cool. 3 I,
2: million I mean, Dude, that could, would actually make,
0: that's actually a good idea. If we could we get could make a couple so of money. like people if like, if we could get a couple of groups and to get it started with like you, you know, like three groups or whatever. Right. Pitch, you'll, your entry fee is like ten, just ten for, for, dollars just for, for, for watching of, the
1: movie like, right we can feed off of people's dreams we're like oh you <laughs> want to get you want to get uh recognized <laughs> you want to you want to you wanna become a famous filmmaker join our
0: 48 we could do a we could do a, a co-op between ours we could and just be, robert's podcast we'll yeah. do a, uh, a group. we could just scummy fucking
1: guys, dude. <laughs> it's fucking shady. Even though they were on your 48-hour team. I see why you had them now. Nah, dude. We could just fucking... We can wear like like suits that like don't even fit. Like, they're too big for us and just walk around like we own the
0: place. <laughs> Do you know? But I'm serious. Joyner, we 48, could. 48. You want to get recognized?
2: I wonder, <laughs> like... It's, it's not that hard to, like, set up a 48. <laughs> oh my god, it's actually... I'd be down to to watch people's films and judge them and we could try <laughs> and, and judge them
0: <laughs> and then see like how to get it shown at the pickford or something yeah, like i don't get to pay cool. them to show stuff but i don't
2: know that like, could be kind of cool i'm not gonna lie it
1: could I, be I, fun robert does the um if we're just going to talk about robert all the time he does that <laughs> um music heat thing or whatever in bellingham northwest heat northwest heat and that could be uh, wait. What is, is that the, So thing. what
0: is
2: that? Is that the music
0: video film? Oh festival. I mean, yeah, cool.
2: but it's in Bellingham, right? I have no idea. Pretty sure. It's I've Never in Bellingham. done it, so I'm gonna have to look into that. That's cool. But, yeah, we should. Oh uh, yeah, you'd be down. You'd be down for that. You yeah. like music videos? I'm gonna have to kind come up with a cool band. I need to find. Well, like, there is one that I know of. It's that's, that's the
0: hard part is finding someone that you're like, damn, I like yeah. your music. Let's. You're that. like, hey,
2: yeah. like this. Can I make a video for you? Rap group that do interesting kind of rap. That I like that are in the area, um, that maybe I can look to them and be like, "Hey, do you have a f- song that you would like a music video done for?" <laughs> yeah. all right. right, I can do a music video for you guys. Yeah. Maybe if you found a really good song and you're like, "Hey, I love this this
1: song," and go go through it at a, I'm very passionate about this angle. I think they would like it. Yeah. More.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. No, but for real, we should talk about like doing our own. Forty-eight. I mean, we could cool. even like uh, that wouldn't be fair. I wouldn't. Be, we wouldn't be able to participate. But <laughs> yeah, or we could participate no, and then have a show no, out of no. competition. We should be able to participate. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: like, oh, we win. We get all the money. So <laughs> <I still laughs> genius. This is we'll a lose,
2: genius You can even call it though, like you know, back to back film podcast most fucked up forty-eight hour. You know, like make it, Right. You can you can embrace like the fact that. It's, you know...
0: BTV Films fucked up 48. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. The themes are getting drunk, getting high, horror, and that's
1: it. Right. <laughs> we can have, an, um, yeah. like, a million dollar prize <laughs> and, that we just
2: don't give out to people. The, the, <laughs> the film just has to be about getting fucked up, whether that's, like... By sex, by booze, by drugs, right. by violence, by being hit by a car. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Manson three minutes related being like, hit
0: by a car.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Man- oh,
0: man- oh, Manson family related events, dude. But yeah, no, like that'd be super <laughs> sick. That'd be super sick. I don't yeah, think. it'd be pretty gross. That'd be awesome. I don't know. I
1: would. Doing, I would but... feel. I would feel shady. Yeah, feeding off people's dreams. That's. uh <laughs>
0: That's the way to do it. We're just that's giving people incentive to shoot stuff. Yeah. Basically. yeah so, yeah that'd be fine yeah uh all right let's move into our topic then because this is a cool one that i think all of us are interested in to some degree
1: yeah i'm um, excited i am too i love this shit this is like my favorite
0: <laughs> yeah i've been like more into coloring recently too so it's like you know talking or like learning about like the basis of color and stuff is really awesome yeah um, right So our main topic this week is the digital intermediate and color grading. Our first film is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, Oh, yeah. So going to try something different here, too. I've altered the way of, like, the information we're going to give out, dropping a lot of the, like, credits that we usually say, and then just trying to focus on the ones that are relevant to each topic. So in this case, the most relevant ones are obviously, like, the writer, director, um, and then cinematographer and colorist were the big ones. Oh, and in the case of right. Oh Brother Where Art Thou, the mu- the music composer as well, because the film was so wrapped up in music. Um, so just cutting back Keith- on what we're saying and just focusing on the relevant individuals, like Keith. I I. I'm afraid of change You can't change <laughs> You can't change things no, You can't m- change this It has to be the same Next time I won't say anything And you won't even notice So it'll be alright Probably Because
2: we'll I don't there.
1: even listen To when you do this part <laughs> well, change, I, I just zone I out just zone out ch- change, This is
2: my This is when I ch- squeeze. Jesus if, if If you remember though In Pleasantville um, Change is important
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to go back to the movie remember
2: I remember that. I know Jacob remembers. (laughs) Yeah, I totally remember that. It's just like how I remembered um, uh, Hercules last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wait, you remember the title of the movie or something about the
2: movie? Uh something about the movie mm-hmm. yeah what did you remember i remember that what uh the about three minutes in um you see what's that guy's name reeves uh, you see maybe. reeves <laughs> yes yeah you see reeves and he, that is he's, true he's uh he's He's Hercules. He's Hercules. In. <laughs> He's. Just feed you all the information. He's walking. <laughs> yeah.
1: He does walk. Yeah. Does walk he does walk. walk. Yeah. He's a walker.
0: <laughs> yeah. So cutting stuff down for sake of time. Um, yeah. So yeah. Oh uh, Brother Where Art Thou. Plot basic plot summary off of IMDb. In uh, the deep south during the 1930s three escaped convicts search for hidden treasure while a relentless lawman pursues them. Made in 2000, the film was written, produced, and directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Uh, I think it's important to note here, since it's our first Cohen Brothers film, yeah. that uh, Joel Cohen is listed as the sole director and Ethan as the producer because the Directors Guild of America, or the DGA, requires that there only be one director uh, credited on every film. They're basically like the directors' union that controls everything about directing in hollywood well pause for a second
1: how how, how, how can phil lord and chris miller ha- have the
0: dual directing credit i'm getting to that actually okay that's my next literally like the next couple of words unless they are an established Took you forever unless they are a quote established duo so oh, that makes sense it's like the daniels or just daniels the dudes who made swiss army man yeah. Um, it's two separate guys that just go by Daniels because I think they're both named Daniel. Um, so, yeah, so you have to establish yourself as a duo in some form or another. And it took the Coens quite a while to become an established duo, which is really weird. Why? Uh, I have no idea. That's yeah, weird. I have no idea. Eric, because, like, they made, Maybe- <clears throat> you know, important movies before this movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, right. they won the fucking Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival, the most coveted prize at the Cannes Film Festival in 1991 for their third fucking, no, oh, their fourth film, mm-hmm. uh, Barton Fink, you know?
0: And Fargo and oh, Big and Fink, Lebowski man. were before this, too. I and,
2: love Barton Fink. Yeah, Barton Fink is one of the Actually,
0: best. this movie wasn't even the one, well, obviously, it's not the one where they did that. It was the next one, The Lady Killers in 2004, where they had their first credit as the Coen brothers. Um, oh, wow, I see. Maybe they just didn't care. Maybe they
1: were just like fuck it.
0: Well, I think they did because for a while they were going by the alias of Roderick James as a workaround. Oh yeah, right. that was their for their editor. For oh, their was editor. It, for the it would editor? be like
2: edited by Roderick James. Yeah, it was oh, a joke was their, that they uh, did. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, never mind.
0: That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, well, so it's in a to a degree. I think they did care. Yeah, because they, they write I think they did. and they write everything together they direct everything both of them
2: write direct and produce all their films but it's credited that ethan does the producing right um and joel does the directing right because but really they do both exactly
0: yeah everything together yeah and they are only the third director duo to ever be nominated for an oscar what are the other two the other two are uh robert wise and jerome rob jeremy robbins for what uh heaven or for west side story oh and warren Beatty and buck henry for heaven can wait interesting yeah wow Uh, that's i still haven't seen west side story i gotta watch that
2: oh dude you'd like it man
0: yeah yeah it's like up your alley just like pleasantville
2: yeah, I know it's, right up, liked- it's right up my uh, back alley. <laughs> right, it's it's very pleasant for your back alley. next <laughs> to
0: Brownville, Browntown. But yeah, so that's cool. Um, you know <laughs> that they're able to do that because their movies are obviously good. I think they're those, t- those Yes, they've reached the point where it's like, oh, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, I'm maybe- going to go watch it.
2: Yeah, totally. I don't know it's kind what of, it is. They're but... kind
1: of a they're a household name. Totally, yeah, they are. like people people know it, and it, and they're kind of associated almost with like literary films. You know, Absolutely, like it's almost yeah. like 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 I feel like people who love books and like literature, yeah, love Cohen Brothers. That's like yeah, there. they're like oh yeah, these guys are the bomb. I yeah. definitely see that Coen because like
0: when you it's watch like smart. a when you watch a Cohen Brothers movie, you're like oh, there's going to be like these weird quirky characters. There's going to be a lot of dialogue and a lot of character driven drama. Right, you know,
2: so and, and like yeah, and, and it's funny because the themes are normally darkly humorous. Yeah, it's always I dark love. humor. Right, I love that. Right, even so in right. their more serious movies, like mm-hmm. No Country for Old Men, there's that humor there that still, which makes mm-hmm. it even, which makes it even right. more like either unsettling or or just unique. It, they have such a unique cinematic voice it's cool
1: yeah i love that yeah it's it's all almost satirical Yeah, you know? it's yeah. almost
2: like satiring its own genre and i and I, I feel that like oh brother art thou was kind of a a, a big leap for them when it, in terms of really combining some of the things that they were known for and just kind of making a completely unique vision you know yeah, like totally. barton fink is right. is definitely a coen brothers film and it it was kind of towards certain film you know a certain type of film right and then right he they would do you know fargo and stuff like that but then martin fink's like a spoof of like a Racerhead, isn't it it's something like that uh it's more of like a, a spoof really on like kind of the studio system is very similar to hail caesar oh okay but but better right. like, yeah yeah
0: hail caesar was kind of one on their weaker end yeah stuff right. i think Mar- um, martin fink
1: is like an example of uh, like a movie where nothing progresses and nothing happens. It's about like in it. It's about a, a writer, a Hollywood writer. Yeah, oh. It's um, about, like, being stagnant. It's know? so
2: awesome, dude. It's super cool. Any person who writes for films or has written a film or tried to write a film will love, well, maybe not love, but they will definitely uh, relate. To oh, okay. Barton, right in <laughs> Barton Fink, okay. that's cool. <laughs> right. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Charlie
1: Kaufman admires the film, apparently, according to Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> oh oh man, speaking of a literary filmmaker, yeah. Charlie Kaufman, man. Yeah.
2: Oh my god, that guy's. Dude. And if yeah. you like, Shit, if dude. you like John Goodman, man, John Goodman has an epic performance in Barton Fink.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. I, I want. To, I want to talk about the scene. Yeah. But without spoilers. But you know what scene I'm talking about, right? you know couple couple flames here and there oh yeah yeah
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: oh
0: man that shit fucking great it's Um, great no their humor is super great and i love their quirky characters like also they have a weird way of like putting clooney in like these quirky characters like burn after (laughs) reading where he has to like he has to piss every time he uh, like right after sex he has to piss and then go for a run (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and then uh, which is
1: actually very healthy after, se- pee- like yeah. after sex, like yeah, peeing after sex, because you got to clean
0: out your urethra. For men and women, apparently. Yep. So- yeah, for both. Always pee after sex, listeners. Yeah. Always. Um, but no, and then in Old Brother Where Art Thou, he's like, <laughs> when the first time they're in the barn or whatever, he's like, we're in a tight spot. And then he says it like four times, like <laughs> yeah. every time something happens, he's like, we're in a tight spot. <laughs> we're in a tight spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. His character. the characters he always plays for them is so...
2: Same with John Turturro, like I just totally. John Turturro's best right. roles are in Coen Brother movies. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, you don't. Know, you
1: didn't like his performance in Transformers.
2: <laughs> it was all right, but it's just like comedic, you know. Like.
1: There wasn't a question. It was, there was a period. What movie? What Transformers was he in? The first one. <laughs> he's in the. S- uh, dude, he's in like. I think three I remember of them, seeing dude. him in. He's some, definitely but... in the second one. Oh! Oh! Did he start? No! No! He's in the first one too. Sector I don't seven. remember. I don't, I don't remember. Ever heard of it? Never will.
0: Oh, that's right. He's like the agent guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's the agent guy. Yeah, he's in like all of them. That's true.
1: I think I haven't seen the new one. So I, I haven't know. seen. I'm new pretty ones. sure he's in the fourth. I've one I've only seen the first maybe.
2: two, but I think he's definitely in the second one. Yeah, I think he's in the first one. Right? He's in the first, he's in the first in the one. First he's one, I remember yeah. him now. Yeah, yeah, he has a bigger part in the second one. I
0: think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So where am I? Um. Oh yeah. So the film was shot by the great Roger Deakins. Uh, music was by freaky deaky yeah music was by T-Bone Burnett <laughs> this guy dude <laughs> I love I love your reaction to that
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like okay get it out Jacob uh, why hasn't it, it that bit of thing freaky, freaky deaky, deaky. <laughs> I'm sure it is Dude, I think I think he gets freaky deaky in the sheetsies.
2: Oh my god! I like how, I like how you say that, and you have no information to go off. Like, like there is like yeah, I don't know. Dude, have That's-
1: you have you seen his uh, his white hair though? Like he's got that.
0: Shiny, Yeah. Pearly.
1: White silver fox. <laughs> he's
0: got that silver
2: gorgeous. fox thing going on. Yeah, oh, gorgeous
1: white
0: hair, dude. Gorgeous. See, this is why Jacob is the editor of our TMZ, because, you know, he just says unfounded <laughs> shit all the time and just prints it like it's fact. Oh, my God. that's Right. Awesome. But he does, he, he does
2: have the white hair, though, that he's had for a he long He does. Time. It,
0: and it, it does look really nice. It's really nice white hair. Uh, so music was by T-Bone Burnett, and the senior colorist was Julius Freed. Frieda? Fry, I'm with Freed. The um, so managing company for the post-production color process was Cinecite, which was also involved in Pleasantville, funny enough. Uh, it was shot entirely in Mississippi with some shoots taking place in California. Um, the film was the first Hollywood-run feature film to entirely be colored using a digital intermediate. So this is an important distinction because if you look at the actual timeline, there's a film called... I I wrote it down because I was going to talk about it a little bit later. But it's called. um, Son of a bitch, where are you? It's like sorted, sorted is yeah, sorted. So Mm -hmm. started with an S, yeah. That was the first film, feature film, to be done from start to finish using the digital intermediate process. But this is the first Hollywood run feature film. Oh brother, where art thou? So there's a there's a distinction there. Um, But but also uh chicken run was the oh, first yeah. feature
1: film in europe also the same year in the 2000s to, to go through this process and that was an so animated was, film and that was yeah that was a or it or was a um,
2: yeah it was a stop motion film shout out to chicken run man that movie's dope the movie is good i'm surprised you like that movie well, dude i love the stop animation. <laughs> i have a soft spot for um stop animation man
1: do you ever watch box trolls I
2: haven't seen that one. yet. That's
1: a good one. Have you uh, seen Kubo? Kubo's good. I, I, Kubo man, is Kubo good. Is man, Kubo is
2: on my list. I need Kubo to see like, that. Yeah. Holy shit. Also, that Fantastic like four Mr. Fox. Times. Shit, dude. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Is my oh, I still I love don't watch that. that, that. Oh what? I'm failing. I'm failing.
0: We went over this during the Wes Anderson God, what one. What the fuck? You right. haven't seen that? Is that, that? crazy,
1: <laughs> dude? Today at work, someone's like. See, someone referenced Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I just just sat there nodding, like, yes, I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. And I had no idea. And I had to deliver a video based on that.
2: And I did it. You are surprising. I know. Wow. I'm the worst. You know, I instead of watching Ghost so much, maybe you should, like, you know. <laughs> dude, I can't not watch Ghost, dude. <laughs> so, basically, if you saw it on TV and it was running, you'd have to sit down and watch it. I would have to. Oh. You
1: know, I wa- when I first watched that movie, I had it on Netflix DVD. I watched it twice in a row. And then I watched it again the next morning with Tiff. And then, after Tiff, after work, she went and bought it for me. <laughs> afterwards. So
2: I. And suddenly this is why right. they're married. <laughs> or getting, <laughs> getting married. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, getting married. Come on. Well, that, was her, that was <laughs> her ring to you. Well, I heard that she's marrying the ghost of Jacob because he actually. Yes. Uh, he, yeah. he killed himself. Right. Uh-huh. He's actually more interesting. We're being haunted right now. <laughs> <laughs> more
0: interesting. Oh, God. Oh, um, ridiculous. But yeah, no, there, I think. Yeah, there's always one time in each episode where we're like, you haven't seen that one? I know, yeah. Like, we all have these right. movies that are yeah. like, oh, man. we haven't seen them. Like, okay, well,
1: here's here's the question for you guys. I'm sure you guys looked it up in your research before this, but what was the first movie, live-action movie, to utilize the digital intermediate? So not the entire film, but what was the first live-action film to utilize this? Was oh, it was technology? 1995, wasn't it? Was it Schindler's List? 1993. Oh. Schindler's List, right? Nine. Ninety two. Sorry. Ninety
2: two. I looked it what? up No, Now was in Schindler's list? Oh nope. man. I'll uh, I'll give you a hint.
1: I'll give you a hint. It's um it's it's a uh a, it's a gaming movie.
0: It's a gaming movie.
1: A gamer oh, movie. Oh Jumanji? No. <laughs>
2: uh
1: s- s- okay I'm gonna tell you. Super Mario Brothers. Oh huh. I
2: would never nineteen
1: ninety three. First one to utilize it
2: that's weird isn't
1: that weird
2: yeah of all movies that, i know yeah and that's I, I've, the I've one nev- that I've paved the way it, but i've seen parts of it that and it looks pretty bad it's
1: um it's not the best <laughs> i will
2: uh <laughs> i will admit
1: it's not the best movie like i don't know who decided that goombas should have large head or small heads and large bodies like that's not what a goomba is Whoa. Are you familiar with Mario? Adam? Um
2: it's been so long, man. I I Okay,
1: so yeah. you, know, you you first plug in Mario, the first enemy you see, that's a Goomba. See, I don't even the remember. The brown right? I don't mushrooms. Don't, I don't oh, the okay. brown oh, mushrooms okay, with, okay. The, with the large heads. Yeah. Right? In in Super oh, Mario thanks. Brothers, the movie, they have large bodies and small heads. So they just invert it and they look it's I don't know. That's that's that is a uh, metaphor for the of uh, for the rest of the creative decisions that were made in the making of this movie. Oh wow, yeah,
0: dang, not not great, <laughs> not a great movie, not not great at all. Let's see, and then it says Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was the first film to be entirely scanned to digital files, manipulated, and recorded back to film at four K resolution.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, the original animated one. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, ninety
0: three. Yeah.
1: Res- yeah, and then the the rescuers. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. First you feature it, length film
0: to be entirely recorded to film from digital files. Was That's the rescuers? Yeah, the rescuers down under.
2: Oh, okay. That's a good movie too.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I
2: like those. I remember movies. that. Yeah, when we, when I was a kid.
0: Uh,
1: let's see. But yeah, but uh, oh, yeah, it's right there. Ple- Never mind. Pleasantville kind of lands in this zone too, because it's it was. One of the, It wasn't the It was like One A significant amount Of the movie What used this process First time the majority
0: Of the movie Yes Yeah Yeah That's what it says um, Yeah Right So uh, Just real quick mm-hmm. Pretty crazy Just to finish off Oh brother uh, So the filmmakers Scanned the film Into a computer At 2K resolution They corrected the color Using a color suite program I'm not exactly sure What they used at the time um, And then they output It right back to film pretty straightforward process um i don't i think what they did initially was they color timed it i watched the behind the scenes and they kind of touched on it but i think they did the color timing and then they did the digital uh grading afterwards yeah so i like, hey, pretty sure hey, that's how
1: they did it hey keith what? what
0: is color timing i'm gonna get to that actually okay so there you go yeah uh i just want to touch on the two movies before i jump right into it um, but I need to know now. That's too bad. You have to wait, kiddo. Uh, so they did this process out of necessity more than anything else because they were initially planning to go through the more traditional color grading route at the time, aka color timing. Um, <laughs> but they couldn't get the specific sepia-toned look that the Cohen brothers wanted. They wanted kind of the dusty, grimy feel that the movie has. Like it's
2: kind of dry, arid. Feels hot moist like there's something about it right that's it's probably the best film that's ever the most successful out of, of getting that
0: I yeah think. definitely it is the first right.
2: one and it's the most successful I yeah think, definitely
0: right? um, yeah
2: nothing like a
1: good hot and moist color correction that's for sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> moist just think about the word moist for a second
1: <laughs> we should we should just have an episode where we say
0: moist for two hours
2: <laughs> oh, on a loop for our listeners <laughs> Just all of us. You know, I've never had an issue with that word, but I know a lot of people do.
0: That'll be our April Fool's episode. It'll just be moist over and over and it's over moist. again. Yeah, or Christmas. Good. Instead of doing a traditional Christmas episode, we'll just
2: we'll just moist. say moist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can do I? it really? Do some long ones too. <laughs> like, to moist? like
2: moist. Can you do like <sighs> moisturizer?
0: Oh, just moist. Oh. <laughs> you can say it like sexy if you want. <laughs> yeah, you can say. It. Only Byron, only B. Ryan I I, can say I it even, sexy. I don't even know if I'm capable say it in of your saying. Your soft
1: voice. It. <laughs> yeah, just say it. I don't know, do if, it, know it, if I it, can do actually do say it. Do it in like a whisper. Do if if like a whisper.
2: I, I don't know. I can yes. You can
1: do it. Just whisper it. Just it's, whisper it. It's not inside me. <laughs> yeah, it will be if you say moist. <laughs> say it. Do it. Oh I'll do gosh. it. Moist. Oh my god. Moist. You gotta like. You gotta whisper, it, but get that low like. There's the low tones in there.
2: <laughs> we, we, are, we are totally going off topic Yeah, this here. is so far off topic. This is, so, <laughs> this is on topic. This is so
0: bad. Talking about color correction. <laughs>
1: oh, color so, correction. This is so uh, bad.
0: So Deacon was able to do a lot towards getting the look that they wanted. He basically spent weeks before they actually even talked to Cinecite to see what Cinecite could do, uh, just testing all the various photochemical methods that were around and um, could get so, he could get close, but just it was never exactly what they wanted. So, um, basically, they went through the, the digital intermediate because, like, everything they filmed, because they shot in Mississippi in the summer, in, like, June, July. Uh, it was, like, everything was super, super, super green. And it just was not... You don't. They didn't want it to look green, saturated. So they didn't they want it to look like it was filmed in dry. the jungle, yeah. Yeah. So, that's why the trees are all, like, super yellow, because they were green, and then they swapped the... They, like, shifted the hue of green to
2: be yellow. I love that. It, <clears throat> yeah. That's when I think. When I think of O Brother, Where Art Thou, I think of, like, the yellow. Yeah, totally. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The kind of yep. golden kind of trees gold, and stuff. The, yeah. yeah.
0: The gold, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, the second film is Pleasantville, made in 1998. Basic plot summary. Um, two 1990s teenage siblings find themselves in a 1950s sitcom where their influence begins to profoundly change that comp... Uh, the, the, where Jesus Christ Two 1990s teenage siblings Find themselves in a 1950s sitcom Where their influence begins to profoundly change That complacent world uh, The film was written and directed by Gary Ross Cinematography was by John Lindley And Chris Watts was the visual effects supervisor On the film uh, We're mentioning him in this uh, Section because he's credited as Inventing and implementing the digital intermediate Process in 1995 When Pleasantville was being shot um, He did it for New Line Cinema Um, Which you might remember from Evil Dead Uh, Pleasantville was the first Time that a majority or no uh, We're also mentioning him because he was the first time He was or he he was the first Person to be credited as a visual Effects supervisor which is a pretty Common credit nowadays Um, Yeah yeah.
1: it's like every movie Mm -hmm. Yeah Yeah. definitely exactly
0: so he was Numero uno Um, Pleasantville was the first time That a majority of a feature film was scanned Processed and recorded digitally they achieved the unique look of the film by shooting everything in color and then selectively going back and desatur- desaturating portions of each frame. Um, that's how they got, like, Toby Maguire to be black and white in a field of green grass. Or not a field, but he's sitting in green grass, and he's black and white. And, like, there's, like, some people are black and white and some people are in color, uh, which becomes kind of like a race race theme where, like, they go around calling him colored yeah. people. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's how they kind of got that. And there's, like, weird portions of the movie where, like, some people's face will be, like, in color, but then their, like, clothing and body will be in black and white and, like,
2: all sorts of stuff. So, like, their faces would be in color, but their eyes wouldn't yeah, be or something Yeah, it's like pretty that. cool, yeah. Yeah, they did a good job with that.
0: Definitely. Um, but at the same... Uh, I'll talk about that later, I guess. Uh, so answering jacob's question here what is color correction color grading and he asked what color timing (laughs) is so just real quick color correction is the process of taking the film and basically leveling out everything so that like because you know when a film is shot out of sequence which it typically is you might have even one scene shot over a couple week period and the weather is going to change color is going to change set camera setups are going to change lighting is going to change so the process of color correction is to go back and make that scene look like it was shot all in like you know like in the chase sequence in oh brother where art thou um where they the guy picks him up in the car and he shoots back and then they end up at the town in a bank robbery that happens within like a fairly short period of time right in in theory and those, that was shot over multiple days. So the colorists had to go back and make it look like it was shot, like, in the five-minute sequence that it actually was. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and they're going in and adjusting exposure.
1: So if, the ca- say, the camera was exposed down a little bit than it was supposed to, so the, this person would go through and make sure the exposure is correct. Yep. They go through and make sure that the, if the white balance is, like, slightly off, they'd adjust that, too.
0: So making um, it warmer or colder, which is, like, more orange or more blue. Yep, or if if it needs to go on the
1: green and uh, pink spectrum yep. or magenta spectrum, then they can adjust that uh, also. And then they also, um, I mean, if you if you think about like documentary films and how like they they're pulling a bunch of different footage all together. Oh yeah, like it's it's almost as if they're getting not. I mean, not that not, not that cinematographers are so horrible at their jobs <laughs> that they can't match it, but like it it's like next to impossible to match it as perfectly as it's required for a film. Um so, you know, this color corrector is just going through and making sure everything is just nice and perfect, yep. you know. And they they sit there and use their eye, they use these other tools that uh allow them to look at the RGB um, you know, the red greens and blues to like make sure that's all balanced. Yep. Um they look at skin tones, that's, specifically, the one, yeah. cause that's the big one, Because um, that's the big one. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's extremely technical and uh, artistic at the same time.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of specific numbers you have to know because, like, broadcast television has its own standards for color versus trying to show your film in a theater versus trying to show it right. online. Like, compression. Vers- versus like, different projectors, yeah, too. Yeah. Have I, different, yeah. like, they should...
1: It, it gets as specific as to, like, the brand and the model, mm-hmm. you know? It's,
0: yeah, it's like trying to, like, think about how many things we watch movies on. Mac versus PC, iPhones, any of smartphone, theater screens, you know, a billion different types of TVs. Like, each one of those has their own. Not only can you calibrate and color your own specific items, but now you're, the f- filmmakers are trying to, like, match or, like, give you the best option for, like, each one of those. So, like, you know, if you're going to have a theater run, there's going to have one version of color, and by the time it gets on Netflix, they have to go back through, and it's usually, like, an online colorist or someone will recolor it and pull the colors into a certain range so that it looks fine for that viewing. Right. You know, it's it's crazy uh, how technical it can
1: get. And if you think about... Things, it, not even just, like, it, just different TVs. They all have different settings on there. And I'm, I know everyone's screwed with their settings on their TVs where it, they can adjust the contrast, they can adjust the Brightness, saturation, yeah. they could adjust even, like, some of the mm. red colors, blue colors, green colors. Yep. Um, all those things when <clears throat> usually, usually, if it's a big bigger film, someone will go through and make sure that if someone's TV is slightly off, it's still, like viewable and understandable Yep. Um, with it um, but for lower budget films people don't really do that and it just gets it just gets sent out to DVD or it gets sent to TV like kind of
0: as is um, that's part of the yeah. distributors like that's one thing we didn't because we haven't touched on distribution too much yet but that's <clears throat> kind of part of their job too is making sure that when they go to make like a bunch of DVDs that it's it's the numbers were correct for a range for a DVD versus like a Blu-ray. Right, you know what I mean. Like,
1: but yeah, DVDs are just they're like a safer
2: range. Yeah, than than for for like theaters and mm-hmm. shit. It's yeah. it's kind of it actually kind of depresses me. Like when like I make you know when you make a film right and you do all that work, the color correction stuff, and then you know that like people are watching it and and they're not watching it in the same way that you made it. You know what right. I mean? Like, cause yeah. you spend all that time wanting it to look the way you're envisioning it. Ex- yeah. And, then, and
1: someone spent the time to make it exactly
2: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah. and then someone has their color bounds way off. I mean, like I've gone to a couple of friends houses and their TVs are just not calibrated right at all. You right. know? And, and, nope. I'm, and Dude, it bugs and, me every time. Yeah, and they don't even know, you know? Yeah. They have never. No and idea. I'm like, man your colors are way off like the most obvious stuff. one
0: is like uh, tvs that are in public places a lot of times they'll be more like orange i yeah. think is more is the most yeah. common thing like skin tones get, and people will be orange you get that side by
1: side when you like go to best buy yeah. or, Costco yeah. or something yeah, and you can like see the difference in the color mm-hmm. yeah like the, i think that's the best example of like what color does yeah and that difference
0: is like a couple numbers off like, the number, like... No, tiny, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. When you're actually tiny. looking at and dealing with color, like, in the programs, it only takes two shifts to the left or right to, like, change a bunch, you know, change the color, like, yeah. a whole bunch, so... Yeah, yeah. it's weird, because, like...
2: Especially with those side-by-sides, so you can really tell. My yeah. parents have a, a Sony, and then I have a Samsung TV, and they're... Ca- I, you know, I, I I calibrated them pretty pretty good, they're both, but they're still... I like... I prefer my tv just a little bit more it just yeah. has it just right it's a it's newer of course but it's it's i don't know the coloring is different there's a difference is, between yeah. the brands and i'm right. just like wow i mean it, it, there's they're, they're <clears throat> calibrated based i mean i did both of them like right. i don't know it's just weird
1: it, if if you're if you're interested in calibrating your tv you can go on because cons, consumer reports um and they have uh calibrations for every tv that they've reviewed um as far as like how to calibrate it correctly and what they recommend for the best calibration so if if you want that for your tv all you need is a consumer reports account which i don't know how much that costs but i bet someone in your family somewhere has one that you can you
2: can steal for for your TV. Consumer, Re- if you want to do that, shout out to Consumer Reports. They're giving us uh, two hundred thousand dollars for <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> for that. Is that it? <laughs> oh god, that wasn't worth it.
0: Each, each. <laughs> oh each. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's never know. mind. Consumer Reports. <laughs> Sign up today. Um and it only takes like five minutes like it yeah, it takes five it, minutes yeah, to sign up it's, yeah no, it's I mean, super easy I calibrating, use the, like, use
1: the btb as the promo code <laughs> yeah. it, it takes five it's minutes reports.com
2: slash btb yeah, it, slash btb it, films it should, podcast yeah it, it takes five minutes to calibrate and to just you know look it up
0: yeah it's right. like literally because all we mean by calibration is just selecting the best contrast the best yeah. saturation the best brightness right
2: super easy right um
0: you know. And disabling all that crap that's smooth on TVs. TVs nowadays. Dude, the <laughs> smooth, smooth motion, motion thing is the worst the hell thing yeah. to
1: ever come uh, about, ever. Like Everyone is like... I, it feels like I'm here. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be here. I want to be watching a movie. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> the fucking the individual who came up with that should be jailed like, and sent away <laughs> into the gulag in Siberia. Like, Dude, it's, it's, it's super so smart, bad. though. It's super
1: smart because when you're looking it. at Ugh. TVs at, this, at the store, you can turn that on and people will automatically go buy that TV. Because they'll be like, oh, look how crisp it is. It's like you're there you know what i mean that's what people like and for watching sports dude it's fucking great for football like that we plug we i go to my parents house and and we just like crank everything up like to to 11 and when we watch uh seahawks games it's fucking amazing ufc man (laughs)
2: <laughs> you, UFC, that's you, you, another great yeah, example. you got to see the blood splat, man. You got to see it. You got to see that shit run.
0: In the 4K yeah. Ultra HD curved screen yeah. with smooth motion. <laughs> right. Um, with it, Dolby it's
2: surround a
0: 30-inch th- TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a, kind of the fault of the gaming industry, too, because right now the big thing in gaming is like 4K at 60 FPS. Okay, that might work for a game. Because psychologically, you know, a game is fake, but also just the I don't know the way a game works and the right. way it's designed works, but you know, sixty FPS on a freaking TV is like nauseating,
1: <laughs> it's so nauseating it is. And you know what? I'm excited for our FPS talk because I know it's a common misconception that like how fast the, the uh, an eye can see. You know, yeah, like and a lot of people think sixty FPS is like just beyond that, and really it's like i think uh, the human eye can see and it, it varies from person to person but i think on average it's 240 frames per second um but like people who are trained like air pilots in the air force they can see up to like 300 like they can fucking see like hell that's out.
0: insane dude whoa if
1: that's
0: if that's true that's yeah. absolutely insane
1: yeah um, i th- I, <clears throat> I might be off by a couple but i'm pretty sure that's the average one or but- two one or two
2: frames yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, what a difference! Plus or minus, <laughs> <It's>, the tiniest <laughs> number change is such a dramatic difference. But it's interesting because FPS, like more like it's one, of, it's in like the top five things of a movie that affects your viewing the most. Like, yeah. that's why The Hobbit, yeah. they try to do 48 <laughs> frames for 3D because they were trying to get a better look to it and it was just like making yeah. people sick.
2: I Man, I I actually I'm kind of bummed out that they did all those filters and everything to make the second and third ones uh not look like that so they they look this really they look like regular films cuz I I want to see the te- new technology, you know? Yeah. Cause like that his I his, I agree with that. Cuz like his vision was 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 to make it that way and I don't know. I don't know.
0: That's kind of got its own whole production, though. Right. He he didn't even want to do it, and then he got, like, screwed Uh, on everything he wanted to do in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is so weird, because he was coming hot after King Kong, which was, like, the shit, and then Lord of the Rings, and then they're like... Nope. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. You can't have this.
2: And it's like, what happened? Yeah. Why can't he have this? There is a movie, I have it, I haven't watched it yet, called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk or something like that. Yeah. Directed, Dude, that's on our list. Yeah, oh, I'm cool. Sorry. Yeah, it's directed by Ang Lee, and it and it has... It's the first film ever to be filmed at 120 frames per second, right? The whole Jesus, film, yeah. Dude. And it's apparently
1: people left the theater. <laughs> I yeah. was they couldn't, <laughs> dude. They couldn't look at it. it. They were like, "This is too much information
2: for my eyes." I, I bought the 4K DVD. I don't have a 4K TV or a player, um, but oh, man. but <sighs> I it I came with the regular Blu-ray, so I'll, I'll check it out in the regular Blu-ray and then. When my TV craps out I'll I'll probably end up getting, you know, a 4K TV and stuff, but oh yeah. like I'm curious. Um some of the newer movies I've I've bought the 4K editions cuz I knew that yeah. like I'd probably get, you know, it's one that I'd want to see in 4K like John Wick 2, right? The colors yeah. and stuff. So I I I've done that. But I'm kind of curious to see what 120 frames per second does, you know, how that Dude, that's that's going to murder you,
1: man. I'm I'm
2: I'm excited to watch that movie. Sweet. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm super because we we got to do that soon. I think we got to do our FPS talk, frames per second talk. That that, that
2: should be cool. What was the other film paired with that? Uh, Billy Lynn's and
1: I think uh, right now we have Mad Max Fury Road, oh, and that's dude. That's because it's <clears throat> like in that movie they fucked with the frame rate so much. I love like that. They, that. Yeah, they ducked it down to twelve. You know, they undercranked it, overcranked. They did it. some
2: awesome shit in that. Yeah, that that's actually yeah. that'd be a great double feature. Really, it's a good
0: pairing. Yeah. I think it's good yeah because we'll also have to talk about the effects of shutter what shutter yeah. speed is and how shutter and frame rate yeah. are uh yeah how they have a symbiotic the, relationship Yeah, the correlation
2: between them yeah, yeah man that's I mean, yeah, a lot to sure. talk
0: about there uh um, yeah that could be that's gonna be a
2: good one Matt, it's ever, max, that's our next gosh, that's our next technical one i Matt think max are, alone i mean you can do a whole podcast just about the techniques and shit that they use in that movie yeah I and mean, they, they pretty much really, use every podcast? single thing in the fucking <laughs> book you know like and film filmmaking techniques—they pretty much right. like, utilized everything, really.
1: Yeah, it's, even in even in just the post production book. Like, yeah,
2: it, it, I feel like I saw everything in there that you could even do. I, I would be so fascinated to watch, you know, like a four-hour or six-hour mini series about the making of that movie. Totally, you know, that'd be. It was in production. Awesome. Yeah,
0: my favorite. I'd like, watch that little factoid is that it was like in production like he had it made like he had the entire film that we saw in like wanted to come out 2015 yeah he had that whole exact same film already planned out like right after what was it thunderdome right. or whatever it's the crazy, third max Ma-
2: mad max was before he did happy Feet. I, th-
0: I think it was Thunderbutt. Yeah. <laughs> Thunderbutt. yeah he had the whole film planned out with all the storyboards and the exact plot back in like the 80s and 90s and it took Fifteen to twenty years to actually get it made. Like that's insane. Because there, yeah. there was even
2: <clears throat> talks they were going to make it animated, computer animated. Because right, th- happy feet. Like the <laughs> people, yeah. Because he did happy feet. Yeah, I mean, like because he did like Babe and stuff, and he couldn't Ping in the city. He couldn't get like funding for so it. So they were thinking dude. about doing a computer animation, but then I'm glad thank they didn't. God because they did it, yeah, Mad yeah. Max. I mean, that's and now incredible. he's like.
0: We want a billion Mad Max movies. And he's like, we're not going to do a billion Mad Max movies. Maybe he's <laughs> like, no,
2: Happy
1: Feet 7. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they are doing a Furiosa prequel movie, actually. Yeah, I heard, there's the a, fuck I fuck heard that, that it's a trilogy. Furiosa? Doing one. Is, yeah, is she's the Charlize Theron's character. Oh. Yeah, so it's a okay. prequel...
1: Oh. Films that are be prequels to the Fury Road. That's not uh that's not Miller though,
0: right? No, it is
2: Miller. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, Miller's supposed to Oh he's doing it? I, I oh, heard that course. he's doing like a trilogy. It's like the oh. something <laughs> hell trilogy or something like that. Hmm. That's Forget or Fury cool. did you guys, or something like that.
1: Since we're still off topic, did you guys watch the black and chrome version that was on
0: Amazon? No, I wish. I'll... Oh no When they, when they released that movie there was a version he he wanted to release, George Miller wanted to release, where it was a silent film with just the film score in black and white. Oh. I was like, please, please, God, yeah. let this happen. He wanted to put it on, like, the Blu-ray, and then they were like,
2: the producers were like, Nah, uh, we're not doing that. Because he put the black and chrome version of Logan on the Blu-ray. I haven't, oh, I haven't watched no, it that yet. That would be sick, yeah, dude. Yeah, cool. I, I haven't watched it yet, but it comes on the Blu-ray, dude. So. Oh, I,
1: I'm going to buy that yeah, Blu-ray. I like, I like black and chrome. I think that's a cool Like name. monochrome?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's cool because, yeah, like... I, it's just kind of a cool name. In black and chrome, the chrome It feels part, new. Like, fits yeah, with the chrome. Mad Max because, you know... Yes, he's like, because yes. <laughs> it's like... Motor or be like motors and shit. Well, but yeah, but they say Chrome instead of Cool or whatever. Like, oh, that, oh that's oh, so no that's, that's so Chrome,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, they do say that. And they, then
2: they spray the, the silver paint, paint and yeah. stuff in their teeth too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Witness me, yeah. Dude, that movie, has One good. of the greatest God, soundtracks
2: ever yeah, in a film. Incredible. dude. And Junkie XL, man, he does such a good fucking job. Can in all you of imagine story. it <laughs> as a, just
0: the, a silent film with the music just blasting? Yeah, like, dude. Ah, oh. I mean, there's like the dialogue is so whatever anyway that it would totally work just yes and then well the only thing that would suck is you wouldn't get sound effects i suppose but the score is just so
2: good see guys i'm gonna go watch mad max now so uh thanks guys thanks Peace. for listening and- podcast
1: the uh the listeners they can finish <laughs> this up right
0: <laughs> but so we could just we could just leave it actually kind of works Mad Max kind of works because so like just just a refresher color color correction, getting all the shots to be even and look the same right. uh, that's the trick from scene to scene so like if a scene's shot in Keeps the daytime us back. if the scene's shot in the daytime uh in the sun, all the shots look like. They're happening if it's at night, whatever, from scene to scene. Right. Uh, So they did that. And then color grading is when they add in and make the color something else. Where they, in this, in, uh, let's say, let's say Mad Max, where they made it, like, orange and blue. Which also had to do with filters on the camera, but also had to do with the color grading aspect. Where they just pumped it. It, when it was daytime, they pumped everything orange. When it was supposed to be night, they used uh, filters... But they also, like, graded it to have this more, like, blue... Like, you have to go back and touch it. Because one thing we didn't say either is that the other reason why you have to do color correction is because everything is flat. So when you shoot, um, like, film or digitally, you're compressing contrast and you're you're taking out all like as much saturation as you can generally you like take down sharpness and add that in later too but the, the big thing is like compression mm-hmm. and what that does is it allows you to get the most data you can because you're not crushing blacks and you're not blowing out whites because if you right. do each either one of those things the data is actually like deleted like in the sense of digital it's actually it's just deleted gone. and it's gone yeah and you can't do anything with it
2: that's always so, trippy when you when you when you yeah. watch your footage after you filmed yep. it. It looks yeah, so like, different. Mm-hmm. This looks like yeah. ass. What
0: the fuck did I shoot? Yep. That's why but you're it, like they, your viewfinder on your camera is so bad because it's like you can't tell.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. You know? yeah. But they, 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 if if you're having trouble understanding, theater, think of it this way: black is zero. The number, the yeah. letter, the fuck, the number is zero. Uh, white is two fifty-five. Right. So when you're shooting. You want to you want to squish everything up so maybe blacks are at fifty, and whites are at two hundred. So you're shooting in this nice compressed area. So that way, if your if your exposure is a little bit off and that whole thing slides up like by twenty numbers, like you're you, you are still collecting all the information right, you need exactly. Um, however, if if you were to shoot it without that compressed kind of setting and you were shooting black is zero, white is two fifty five. And your exposure was off is off, suddenly you're missing like ten percent of your colors because your your those whites are hitting like the the whitest of the white is hitting two seventy five. Exactly. And all that's gonna read two seventy five to two fifty six is gonna read as two fifty five. Yep. Yeah. And same same with the opposite. Like if it's if it's underexposed, all those numbers from negative twenty, so all those like super blacks will all read as just regular black because that's like the max the camera can hit. So exactly. you want to have it be squished in order for that flexibility in case there's an exposure, like a tiny, tiny exposure issue or or really anything. The sun moves during the shot, yep. which can change your exposure. Because uh, if the sun is setting, it's your exposure is like just slowly just... Needs to be increased, like, yep. as you're shooting. Yeah. And that could happen
0: while you're just filming. Yep. So you need to squish it. That's, like, the cinematography, like, their first job is, like, exposed correctly. That's it. Like... Yeah, yeah. Cinem- <laughs> number one.
2: Cinematography 101 right there. Yeah, is, like,
0: the right. reason why they set up extravagant lights, all these flags and everything else, the, you know, there's neutral density filters, polarizers, all that stuff. Uh Polarizers are not as much for exposure, but... um all that stuff is around so that they can get a very, very even. Basically, when the film comes out of the camera, it looks gray. It almost looks like gray. There's like some color you can tell, but it's like gray. Yeah. And that is what you want because that gives the colorist the maximum amount that they can do. And it's like, yeah, it's super obvious when you look in your color program at the waveform. Like it'll just like you'll get these peaks where it goes up. And then if it just like basically it looks like a like a mesa, like just a flat top, you fucked up. Because that information's just gone. <laughs> yep.
2: Because like... that's that means it's like white. <clears throat> that means you are overexposed and you're blown out. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's another thing. Is like oh, I was trying to find some um, thing about what Roger Deakins used filter wise for this movie. I couldn't really. I don't know if you guys. I was gonna ask if you guys found out if you if what type of filters he used if he used any whatever. Because I thought he I thought he would have had to use some filters, right? For some of this uh, stuff, well, he was there, there's to do always it. filters being right. used, but right? Because like, right. I, I if he was going to try, and, <clears throat> I don't, I didn't know if he was to try to do as much stuff in camera as possible, or if you know what I mean? I, I, well, so I think they, he, he did
1: a lot in post because
2: a lot of cinematographers of post, after, yeah. At, yeah, after this
1: movie, they were like, "You're not a true cinematographer." Like he was told that by right. a number of cinematographers because they were like you're doing this weird like post stuff and we're doing it all
0: in the camera yeah yeah because he was like yeah. uh in the behind the scenes that i watched this interview with cinecite they were basically like everything they did they reported to deacons yeah and they were like yeah. is this good and he would sit there with them and be like change this change that Yeah, because he's still and the he's the, 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 the eye. Yeah. yeah yeah so like right. i think what they did so they they approached cinecite, um, in pre-production uh as part of planning because okay, they couldn't cool. figure out how to get it sweet so sinicide they approached them since i was like well you know we've come this far with color grading this is what we can do it seemed to work out i'm sure they shot a bunch of test footage yeah um, and i think what <clears throat> because you can <clears throat> they actually show before and afters uh in this little the, this little mini doc i watched and the before is literally just like a normal looking shot yeah like All deacons really had to do was, like we said, make sure the exposure was even across the board. Use the right filters. uh, Make sure the sky wasn't blown out. Make sure the shadows weren't crushed. Light it well, like a cinematographer is supposed to do. And then uh, they did the. That's why I did. What I'm not sure is is if they did the color timing and then they did the digital intermediate, or if they did the color correction and timing in the program. But either way, they just made it look normal. The greens were greens the trees were green yeah. um people kind of had like a you know they weren't so orange the the mid-tones and the skin tones were all evened out all the colors were <clears> normal <throat> colors and then the after was like green trees were all of a sudden gold and like people were a little more like brownish and yeah. like there's so right <laughs> it was it was all post dude it's all post yeah like
1: well, I don't, did you, did you answer the, what is color timing question?
0: Uh, no, I was trying to get to that. It's like, cause what I want to, what I'm doing or what I wrote was that, uh, like a brief history, um, of like color. Oh, grading. Sure. So that was part of it um okay but gotcha. i just wanted
2: to draw, draw us back around to, to grading the um, difference between color grading and color correction yeah yeah so oh, color okay.
0: grading like in old brother art that was like what i said where the green trees are all of a sudden or uh gold because you're right. right. not really color you're not
2: correcting the color you're right, right. you're <clears throat> you're changing it to fit the artistic exactly need of the film, yeah, exactly. film it's,
1: it's like the the artistic side of color yep. yeah it's 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 like it, you know when you when you do instagram and you you fly through all those different filters that's color grading that, that's basically what color grading yeah. is yeah. and you, you people do that for an entire film or for different scenes they'll yep. do something
2: different for each scene but that's essentially that's like the basic version of it uh, which yeah it's it's funny cuz that's something too that a lot of people that aren't into filmmaking they actually don't really know about they don't know that you can you don't just point off a camera and and film and then that's it like you that you there's a, all this work you know it's basically yeah. you go in and you basically paint yep. you know like, you you yeah. really finalize what your vision is in your head. Because I know, I'm sure you guys, too, when you're filming it, you're actually envisioning what it's going to pretty much look like also, at, you know, while you're color grading. And, of course, while you, or before you color grade it, you know, you you have right. it in your head. And, of course, while you're color grading, you could always come up with something that you weren't yeah. envisioning. And is be- yeah, it's with something even better. new, yeah. You're like, whoa, this is actually pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally but, like it's a it's it's such a it's such an invaluable tool at least you know cra- creatively yeah it, it is basically and it, i
1: mean th- that's it's it's essentially why it just exploded after yep. this movie because in five years after oh brother where art thou and the other two movies that that did this it 50 percent of movies were doing yep. it yep and then after what was it like seven years? Then seventy percent were doing it. Yep. So, so it was literally like an explosion. Like everyone was like, "Oh, we need this." And I think having the digital camera revolution also kind of helped with that because it just kind of allowed for that process to to go easier <clears throat> with, totally. with digital
2: cameras. It's totally. funny though because you can I mean you can really see the difference between films that were made in like two thousand five and up from. Films from the 2000s, 90s, 80s, 70s, you know, 60. Yeah, totally. Like oh, you get, yeah. Like just, the col- and it's the color. Just the color itself. It's totally the fucking know? color, like, totally. I mean, yeah. you, there's always differences because of the film grain and, and, and type of lenses and everything, right? But there's still right. something there that's different, and it's the color grading. Yep. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, the, it's what stands out. Yeah. Like, the importance
0: yeah. of color is planned. You know, if you're, like, you know most cinematographers will approach a director with color swatches and say this is a, uh this is like a, a a color swatch is like essentially a bunch of colors that that fit together like will be ones that complement each other and they'll have a certain like you know kind of like tone or like theme to certain colors right so like you know they'll go through like this is the kind of color i'm looking for for the film and then the same the cost costume designers will do essentially the same thing where it's like well what are the specific colors the cinematographer yeah, talked about? Right. They, you know, they right. all kind of work together because what happens is, it's like <clears throat> the costume designer will have make a red costume, but the cinematographer has to know that if you shine a really blue light on that red costume, it's going to shift the color hue of yeah. that red when you go to color it, uh, which might be able to be fixed, but might not be able to be fixed. So they need to use the right temperature of light uh, to make sure that the color is pronounced, the makeup artist has to use the right makeup to make sure that the actor's face is not like super blue because they're shining a blue light on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they have to do the right makeup tones to make sure all the tones are correct, so that later on in the color process, when all of that is being corrected, it's like you're not dealing with some like oh, there's a purple shirt where I wanted it red because the yeah. director specifically wanted right. a red <laughs> shirt. That's why they picked it. Like right. So all and these. You- so go ahead. <clears throat> No, no, no! You go, You said all these like heads of departments essentially have to work together from the beginning to know the specific color profile of the movie, like, and you can see it, like Wes. I think Wes Anderson is a good example of that with like you know Moonrise with this the the color of Moonrise versus the color of Grand Budapest. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the there's a specific co- set of colors that they use, and everyone right. had to work together to make sure those colors were pronounced you know like if you threw the right. wrong filter on there and all of a sudden you just have this yellow that's dull yeah, it's like Darren Aronofsky like,
2: right. and Matthew Labateek you know you see Black Swan and yeah. the costumes and the coloring of that movie and then you look at um Noah and yeah. the same cinematographer same director and I believe it's right. the same costume designer and that each film has it's very particular look yeah. color right, wise totally. and yeah and they it, all have like to,
1: the, the it's like a palette right you that's know, right. what I meant like that's the, the, palette. the yeah. Yeah. color palette exactly yeah. Uh, but w- one thing uh, that's kind of interesting is, like, if someone fucks up, you know, like, it, say that shirt does come out purple, you could still fix that in in color correction. Especially it nowadays. It just takes... It just costs money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so like, uh, yeah. it takes a lot of time. Thing. So like costs a
0: lot of money. It takes time.
1: Yeah. It costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. And it, you know, you could spend like half a day just fixing a shirt, Yep. you know? So if those mistakes keep happening, then it's like, well, we have to pay for this now.
0: Well, we have to pay for this. You know Yeah um, They're like We hired you Because we knew You'd get it right And you didn't get it right Yeah And why does that Keep happening So Right So like You're fired. So
1: it puts <laughs> It puts a lot more pressure I think on The cinematographer on, on On the whole crew Like on the set Cause like Suddenly like What you're shooting Isn't gonna be the The color of Of all the things That are there Right You know Exactly Suddenly all those people Need to like Cater towards the colorist almost. You know what totally. I mean? Or or towards the cinematographer who should be there with the colorist to to you know, pick the pick the palette. Yeah. The yeah.
0: cinematographer and colorist relationship has just grown more and more like right. important throughout the years. It's like a like a
1: director and
0: editor relationship. Yeah. Or a producer and writer
1: relationship. Totally. Like those those producer writer, th- they're right together. Editor director are right together and then cinematographer and colorist are right together right. like
0: you need to have a solid relationship with all those people exactly exactly um so now we touched on those two things i just want to give a quick history of basically color correction techniques uh, so basically in the earliest days of film uh they would literally paint onto film strips to give it color this is kind of like you know ancient archaic styles of adding color to right. film right um and I can't. I didn't look up any specifics, but you could easily find it just by. Yeah,
2: like Phantom of the Opera, one of the first ones. The oh, really? Silent films, one of the first ones that had the the whole thing would be like a blue, or the whole thing would it be a sepia color, or the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, 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 interesting.
1: Yeah, kind of looks like a tint, yeah. sort mm-hmm, of yeah. thing.
2: Oh, and then another one, um, fan, uh, the Phantom Carriage, uh, I believe is the name of it. Um, that's funny; they both have Phantom in it, and but that one's by. Uh, Theodore Dreyer, the famous uh, oh, okay. Danish uh, filmmaker that Von Trier is, uh, you know, Von Trier and is actually the director that made um, uh, Ingmar Bergman want to be a filmmaker. Oh, and okay. And it's one of his first nice. films. I think it's The Phantom Carriage or something like that. Okay. It's really good and it has color like that. Some nice. cool greens and stuff. Um, I just
0: blanked on what I was going to say with that too. <laughs> uh, My bad. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, so... Yeah, they would basically just color on it. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So even if you're shooting in black and white without color, color still plays an important part because there's tones that you deal with in black and white. Mm-hmm. And each color will create a different tone. Um, you can see this in more like in more modern editing programs when you shift a uh, like let's say a picture to black and white, you'll get a series of scales that you can mess with that are all red, blue, green, yellow, uh, cyan. Uh, mag- or aqua magenta purple whatever um so you can specifically shift those colors and make either more contrasted or less contrasted brighter or whatever um so and also makeup specifically too, because like back in like the days when it was like strictly black and white, actors actually looked like ghosts almost because the way they had to like basically paint them with yeah. makeup right. to get them to look a certain way on the film, yep so even black and white, you still had to you were a slave to like the the color of
2: black and white essentially another example uh, was right with, like pl- like the the lightness of yeah black exactly and white. another example for like pleasantville is um there's a scene where uh the, toby mcguire's mom in the movie uh the sitcom mom what's her name dude uh,
0: i can't remember her name now she, she's
2: in like the born movies um God damn it! I don't remember. Uh, anyway, that. anyway, the mom character, the sitcom mom in Pleasantville. Yeah, there's a scene where mom. <laughs> There's a scene where she is now in color, and she's kind of ashamed oh, of yeah. the fact that she's in color, and she um, puts black and white. Well, she puts makeup on to look black and white, um, so that Whoa. she so that she looks normal. And in the movie. Um, they tried to just put regular-looking makeup on her, but it didn't come out on film. Um, in that gray, that, black in and that white gray green. look, yeah. so they actually painted um, green makeup on her face. Um, but on black and white, it doesn't look green. Of course, because it, 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 com- it had yeah. that right shade right. that the filmmakers wanted. Because um, it, 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 when they changed it to to black and white it turned into a darker gray that's whereas crazy. the regular makeup didn't look like it changed her face that much and
0: see you had to know the specific green right. on set to know that later on in the pipeline that yeah. it was going to turn gray like yeah. that's how much foresight you had to have for that
2: so it's pre- it's pretty incredible like how you you know like we said earlier you know you have to you have to think about those things you know um at all levels of the film the costumes the set design the you know the yep. makeup the you know everything everything um so it's, that's why yeah, they spent years planning. Yeah.
0: Because like Jacob said, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. So everything's yeah. got to be figured out beforehand. Do uh, you guys know about, uh,
1: the, the tingler? Have you, have you guys heard about their, yeah, we, that black and white scene in the tingler? We watched that one in the trash cinema class too. Oh yeah. Holy shit. So yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But in, in the, in the tingler, they, uh, there's a scene they, that that's the, the, the movie is in black and white. Um, Except for one scene, is in color, and in this one scene, uh, they wanted the blood to be red, and the blood like starts in the bathtub and then it gets everywhere. Um, but instead of shooting it in black and white, they shot it all in color, and they literally painted everyone to look like they oh, were that's black right. and white. oh, that's right, oh, that's right. I remember that.
0: I know. I remember about. But they you're
1: talking shot it that. with co- with color yep. cameras. Yeah, what a trick. So like, dude. so when you're watching it, you're like, how did they get? you're like how did they do that because yeah. like the whole thing's black and white and then it's and it's like pretty like cra- like it, the blood gets everywhere you know Whoa. like it, it it's like you can't it's pretty like cool i that haven't in. seen this the tingler the
0: tingler is a cool movie too it's tingler um, yeah it's a william castle is it a castle joint. yeah so it's one of the yeah. old it's like one of the in that line of like horror directors who were using horror gimmicks a lot and just making these like super yeah. campy like you know, cheap, fast, quick, horror. it was kind of like um, Ed Wood but better. Yeah. Um but
1: it, it it's it's like uh like when you Price go to Disneyland. Oh Vincent Price, yeah. okay. Oh Vincent Price, yeah. Oh, when yeah. when wow. you go to Disneyland and you get like the four D cinema, you know? Yeah. That's what like William Castle yeah. Castle would do. He'd exactly. go around with his movie, plant shit in the audience, yep. and like make it an experience for, for his audience. Him,
0: there was it was him, Herschel, Gordon Lewis, um, Oh my god! Fuck. There's like three or four of them that were like known for this being these like type of horror directors. I can't remember the it's other. It's
1: kind of gimmicky. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. uh I, right, I can't like, remember the rest of them off the top of my head right now. But but yeah, it was that. I remember that scene specifically, and it's pretty awesome. Like it's 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 a weird, super cool. It comes out of nowhere. Like you're just like, why is it red? <laughs> no, why is that red? Yeah, you're like, what wait. The yeah
1: his, what is this but yeah it's so cool It says his
2: gimmick for um the tingler was called percepto where he attached um electrical buzzers to the underside yeah. of yep. seats in the theaters
1: yeah so he'd go through and do all that before yep. the showing. and like yeah <laughs>
0: that's awesome i think hitchcock i mean best? hitchcock took took uh uh, influence from that And like You know Didn't you have ambulances Out in front of like yeah. Psycho showings yeah. Like just stuff like that right. To get you like In a certain like, mindset oh, Like shit. At the beginning of all of Castles Or at least of the Tingler He was like The movie you're about to see Is like so terrifying Like well You know They yeah. do these right. like PSAs Like you know <laughs> right. It's all real kind of like, And be afraid <laughs> You know like, Right It's afraid. like George
1: Lucas At the beginning of like The VHS Star Wars movies Where he's sitting there Like explaining the film Like Yeah uh, like, William Castle would get up it, it, He would be in front of the Like, on the screen mm-hmm. And be like, yo Be careful yeah. You might feel a tingling sensation <laughs> In your seats
0: Yeah, exactly <laughs> Which is the perceptive Exactly <laughs> yeah. it's, fucking, it's crazy, dude The gimmick The I guy's mean, the best I can't wait Because I want to touch on those, too Those specific, like, horror gimmick movies And, wa- and watch a couple of those <laughs> Right It's a fascinating, right. like, couple years Where they just did that And it was like uh, every right. Everyone right. was, we like, dying it for it Yeah uh, now
1: you only get it at theme
0: parks and it, and it
1: feels cheap. Yep. You know? Yep, totally. But totally. it was pr- probably felt cheap felt cheap back then, too. It totally was. <laughs> it was like it was like kitschy horror, basically. Jacob's going yeah, to bring it, it back. It. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing back uh, Percepto. You
2: guys <laughs> yeah. will see.
0: It's coming back. Um, so here's. The answer to Jacob's question with color timing. Uh, so you know Finally. they would Jesus. they would paint onto film strips, and then they moved on to color timing film, which involves basically it's pretty simple. You use different baths of different chemicals uh, because certain chemicals will react to film in certain ways. That's where we get the term bleach bypass. Um, and you would do it for different lengths of time in what in your respective chemicals uh, to give it shots a certain color, like essentially. Shifting it more towards warm, more orange, or shifting it more towards blue, depends on the right. length of time and the chemicals using, and that's all color timing refers to. Literally, just right. like the time in a bath in a chemical and, bath. And and what you would use with, with to do that with?
1: I, correct me if I'm wrong, but that thing, that piece of film that you would put in the bath was called the intermediate. Am I am I right? Oh, I don't. I'm not sure actually. I'm pretty sure that they created. This thing so they they 'd shoot the film they'd put the film together, and then they would hash out this other like mirrored version of the film uh called an intermediate, and they would use that to color Which would make like sense. in case in yeah. case they fuck it up in case they 'd uh want to try something different with the color timing you'd have your negative um, preserved you'd have yeah. your your negatives pre- yeah so they create a negative then they then they create a, a regular or an intermediate from the negative um and that's that's why it's called a digital intermediate is because it was originally just called an intermediate. Oh, that's cool. And now it's like this is like the
0: digital version of that. Oh, that's cool. Hey, yeah, that no, makes that's, sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's cool. Totally. And so, color timing is basically what they've been doing for years, and we're still doing, even you know, even to, I'm sh- well not today as much. Like I said, digital intermediate took off, but even into the 70s, 80s, the 90s, color timing was like the way to go um that's why deacons was going through all these tests to try and figure out how to color old oh, brother because they had color timing yeah and that was basically it you know um and color timing itself even he was saying like you know in in the color timing process you're fairly limited on what you can do you only have a certain amount of like you know concoctions and and things you can actually like put together to like change the film um i'm guessing also because you can't Leave it in too many baths, otherwise you're gonna like degrade it all too. <laughs> yeah. right? um, so, um, which
2: they've done that for movies, they've like oh, purposely totally. like just yeah, like totally. fucked up the film to make it look you know. Uh,
1: well, experimental not to guys to, will do that too. Not to, they, to toot my own horn, it. but that's what we did for um, the game of Coop, the the movie that I made uh, that I made for the 48. We like. Because a lot of it looks historical, and we, like, fucked up some of the footage to make it... Like, like we, we, we brought some footage down to, like, 10 frames per second to make <laughs> it look like... It was, like, super old, like, Lumineer-style yeah. footage. Oh, that's cool. Like, we really... And we sped it up. Like, we over-cranked it. You know, it was... Oh, it was cool. <laughs> nice. it's cool shit. I bet you that looks sweet.
0: Um, it's very technical. Yeah, because even just yeah. swapping frame rates and stuff like that can be pretty... Like, it's not some straightforward thing to do, necessarily, you know. Like, tec- you have to plan it out. A technical movie by a technical, technical director.
1: and <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> technically
0: not a douchebag <laughs> director. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, so, in the 50s, this process called Telesina came about, which... Uh, It's kind of a complicated process So in simple terms It's basically when A charge coupled A charge coupled device Or CCD Tell us in a When In a Okay let me start this over In a charge coupled device Or CCD A white light Is shown through the film The actual film strip And that Light from the film strip Hits a prism Which separates the red Green and blues out um, which then strikes three different CCDs for each color, crazy. so you have one for red, blue, and green. Yeah, these CCDs cover uh, the light, or they con- sorry convert the light into an electronic signal, and the electronics of the a device make these into video signals, which then can be color graded. Wow! So it's like this crazy nerds. It's- <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> digital, but not digital it's like still like it's like right. it's actually technically analog both systems are technically analog but it's like you're using something kind of digital um right you know. it's like quasi-digital yeah almost. exactly yeah. like the precursor to um right. and then Telesina gave way to uh the early di- digital intermediate systems which allowed for um enough digital information to be gathered from a film negative to be of sufficient re- uh, resolution to transfer back to film so that's where they, I think they're running into issues, and why they kept it analog was because they couldn't scan film to, to, to digital, and then take digital and scan it to film because you just lost all your resolution. Um, that's why Old Brother had to be scanned in at a two K resolution because a film strip, I mean, thirty five millimeter film can be, I mean, they would literally project light, and you'd see it on on theater screens. Yeah, yeah. That's how big they could project it and <laughs> still preserve quality. So like, you know the original freaking 8k essentially 6k or whatever um you know that's that's why it's like digital is finally getting in a place where it can compete with film because of like things like 4k 6k 8k i was actually impressed 16K. that they
2: were able to do 2k resolution back in 2000 yeah i was impressed crazy. with that yeah
0: crazy it's pretty nuts i was there was one <laughs> film I may, it might have just been on the list I saw too, where they were able to do it at 4K fairly early on. Yes, too.
1: yes, I, I I I know what it is. Which one is it? Don't don't look it up. <laughs> Try <and> guess. <laughs> well, I'll give you a hint. I already said I, I can't a hint. get it. <laughs> it's um, it has Toby Maguire, Spider-Man Two. Yeah, <laughs> I, oh, wow. I saw it. So, Spider-Man. You motherfuckers. You ruined the game. 2. This
0: was supposed to be a game. Yeah, so the first digital intermediate on a new Hollywood film to be done entirely at 4K resolution was Spider-Man 2. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. And that was in 2004. And I feel like now everyone's like 4K, 4K, 4K.
1: Yep. But really, like, the color wasn't there, you know. That was Whoa. like 10 or 13 years ago. Yeah, because, I
2: mean, like, they have, like, the 8K cameras that 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 they're using now, but you know, we're people aren't going to be able to like really use 8K for a while. Like, you know what I mean? Right, well, Dude.
1: that that actually it happened um, in 2008. Baraka, damn
0: it,
2: I was, was the first
1: say, yeah. some 8K D- movie. Yeah, it movie. was the first
0: 8K resolution digital intermediate. But that's what I mean.
2: Like the technology yes, six, to use the color. It was filmed at yeah.
0: 65. It was filmed as a 70 millimeter film.
2: But yeah, like, but that's what right. I'm saying. Like that that stuff, the technology is there but we we are not seeing it utilized in the in the in big in a big way till you know recently you know because, what i mean like it's yeah but that was still like 10 years ago oh, yeah i know but like it takes it takes like a it takes a while for everything to kind of to, to get there to get there yeah to catch up i love up. this though right.
0: Baraka says the scan produced 30 terabytes of data so yes. people don't know what a terabyte is. one terabyte is 1000 gigabytes <laughs> um the terabyte is kind of like a standard hard drive size you can get nowadays. So 30 terabytes of data, so you need 30 of those 1 terabyte hard drives. And took 12 to 13 seconds to scan each frame for a total scan of over <laughs> right. 3 weeks. Took 3 okay. weeks to scan <laughs> this film in. Just, how many uh how many frames are in a movie roughly? Uh depend well I guess I don't know. Oh shit! Two-hour movie. Two-hour
2: movie. That'd be a fuck time.
0: Do twenty-four times one hundred and twenty,
1: times times three sixty. It's it's like it's like a hundred and
0: twenty. Wouldn't one hundred and twenty minutes, right? Twenty-four frames times one hundred and twenty minutes. All right, hundred, a oh, hundred twenty. No, no, minutes. no twenty-four oh, yeah. frames per second. Yeah, so hundred. So it It'd be twenty-four times sixty times one hundred and twenty.
1: Times sixty times 120. 120 yeah all right about 200,000 frames it's a lot it's a lot of frames it's a it's a lot so they had it's just... more like one 175 i rounded up too and high that's only in a
2: two-hour movie think <laughs> yeah. about
0: in a two-hour movie they shot because barack thousands of minutes two... of film
2: barack is longer than two hours right i'm pretty sure I no no i don't Maybe think not. it's that long oh, okay
0: it's, it's 97 minutes. It's months. amazing. It's actually, yeah. Baraka and Samsara are amazing, amazing documentaries. The, I, can't, I can't remember the guy's. Oh, I, I forget the that. guy's it's, name. It's I Ron, haven't seen like Samsara yet. That's
2: supposed to be really good.
0: It's not Ron Frick, I don't think. It's...
2: Yeah, it's Ron oh, Frick Ron Baraka. Frick.
0: Basically, this is all he's, he's known for the Katsi trilogies the Kotsi i've seen those. Trilogies, yeah too those are good and he's known basically for this and his big thing is he's really good at time lapse yeah and he's really good at shooting with 70 millimeter film and the blu-ray uh like remaster for
2: baraka is gorgeous wow gorgeous like dude. stupid it's so awesome looking i remember um no, shit. You guys remember uh, Kyle Wavra, right? Yeah. He was obsessed with obsessed with uh Baraka and um it's so Samsara. Good, dude. He loved th- th- those movies.
0: It's it's completely there's no no dialogue narrative. It's all yeah. just the sounds. But Samsara kind of got flack for this because it's tried to present it as just like here's the world, but in Samsara it's edited in such a way where he kind of is like Here's nature, which is awesome, and then here's human industry, which is not so awesome. Even yeah. though it doesn't say it, it's yeah. kind of implied. Um, right. But either way, Samsara is gorgeous wow. looking, dude. Gorgeous.
1: I, I like the... Because that was 70 millimeter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, both, yeah. All,
0: yeah both of them were.
2: I like uh, Philip Glass, I think. He, he's he's he, I think he did the music for all those. Philip Glass has done some cool stuff. He's worked you know, with Dead Can Dance, and mm-hmm. his music is... Just awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah. He's a baller. It's amazing the stuff, and I think those were his two seventy millimeters. Actually, I don't think the Katsi trilogy was. Um, yeah, definitely watch those. I, I they're on um, a list somewhere in. Doc, I they're not in documentary. Um, yeah, because they're, they're they're kind of their own type, type of, of doc, documentary. Exactly. Exactly. So, they're, they're on there. I'd like to talk about them for sure. Um, the Frick documentary. Yeah. Totes Magoats. He could be our master class for how to <laughs> shoot freaking nature like a genius. Yeah. Um, T- tits Magets, You know what I mean? Tits <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, gave way to the early digital intermediate systems. Um, so, nowadays, the digital intermediate is extremely common for movies shot on film and things like... Uh, Jesus Christ dude <laughs> This kid can't even like Get composed we, we ever
2: had one of these In a while <laughs> It uh, feels good Feels good to revisit <laughs> it, it, Feels nice it, it, it feels good that It wasn't me this time <laughs> <laughs> it's normally me laughing The old and then, like, The old reversal <laughs> And then Jacob just being like Okay
1: Byron like <laughs> Like Byron what are you doing uh, oh, man. Uh, Classic Classic. Jakob and B Ryan at it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what about K What's K Von doing? K
0: Von. Kvon. That sounds like a k- freaking like Kmart, <laughs> K-Mart knockoff store. <laughs> I like how K-Von, Welcome to k
2: You go to the K Von k kind of sounds like a like a, a really cheap like makeup brand. Or
0: like a shitty new age yeah, like rapper. Has, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> right. It's like uh it's
1: like going to the Bond. You know, like the Bon Marche, bon but it's okay. like the yeah. cheap
2: version. It's the K-Bon. The, the K-Bon. <laughs> the K-Bon. Hey, can you shake your Bon Bon? Can you, can you present your K-Bon? k <laughs> Show me that K-Bon, yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, wow. Oh. Film podcast. Yeah. Film are we podcast.
0: Are we a film podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell anymore. We are. And,
1: Sometimes. And uh, a and, uh, health Podcast, yes. you know, p after sex. <laughs> Sometimes we blur. Don't forget, we're p- we're yeah, we're multi-genre.
0: Uh, so <laughs> we're multi-genre.
1: We uh, we cater to audiences. We cross genres. Yeah. We're the
0: we're the Tarantino yes. podcasters. We're
2: the liberal since we're well, never mind. I'll, I'll,
1: yeah. yeah, we're like the super liberal alt-right of it, podcasts.
0: <laughs> liberal alt-right. <laughs> Cover all the bases. yeah um, Yeah, we get it all. We get it all here. So, <laughs> movies shot on film uh, and the color timing process are becoming more rare. Films are going through the digital intermediate because color grading programs are just getting so advanced so fast. Um, stuff like DaVinci. Uh, Adobe had SpeedGrade, but they actually stopped supporting that to do color grading in Premiere. Um, right. And Apple Lumetri. had their own. Yeah, the Lumetri colors. Um, and then mm-hmm. Apple had their own for a little while, but I don't think they really support it anymore it's mainly da vinci and adobe um the
1: the big thing to take away is that with color grading it allows filmmakers to have more creative freedom yeah totally Um, and that's that ultimately that's why it became a big deal totally that's that's why we see it more today is that it it just it allows for more choices and when you get
0: more choices as a filmmaker that's a win. the happier you are yep yeah um and also just to wrap it up the reality of modern filmmaking is that in general this quote digital intermediate is kind of becoming more rare because most films are shot on digital and digital cameras they're processed digitally and they're projected digitally so there's no quote digital intermediate right that's not going from film to digital to film Um, everything is just in a digital pipeline
1: that's that's
0: fine that people think that But the whole idea Of the digital intermediate Is still there Yeah Even totally. if we don't call it that Yeah totally yeah. I, I, You're still doing Like the same pro- Like there's still A, a post production process And like an intermediate Process before the end But essentially Everything is digital Now You know From, from the get go So Right Well sh- Should we Should we talk about lookup tables real quick Yeah
1: do it Let's do it Let's Let's do it so let's let's together Let, talk, let's about talk about Lutz. Let's uh, talk about Lutz. Ah, yes. Fucking Lutz. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> fucking I am a slut
2: here. for Lutz.
0: <laughs> Dude. So, okay. You're such no, a Lutz People slut. sell, sell LUTS. You should start a brand that's just sluts. Yeah. I'm a slut for Lutz. Sluts. Slut
1: for Lutz. Download the
2: slut for Lutz. I think sluts. that could be a thing, guys.
1: That's literally, because if you were selling Lutz to people, that you would be a slut. Yeah, because you're, you're <laughs>
2: selling luts. Yeah,
1: you're a fucking slut, dude. Go for it. Okay, so luts. Luts are basically these color corrected, color graded uh, filters that you can put on digital cameras. You can put on whatever. Even it, when you're editing, you can put them on. Uh, but essentially, they they are they're called lookup tables. And when you're filming, you can switch between the gross looking flat um color like really grayed out shit um or between that and a LUT, and it allows for your clients to to look at the footage in the gorgeously pre-color corrected version that they already are yep um so this basically allows you while you're filming to look at the lut like look at the rough estimate of how it's going to look like after the colorist kind of stretches it out in order to see if you're in range. Um, so it, it it essentially allows for safer options for uh, color correcting. And um, ultimately, like when you're making a movie and you, you have an option to play it safe, that's usually what you do, yeah. <laughs> especially in the studio system.
0: Totally. Uh, that's, that's why a lot of movies are bad. Um, because filmmaking itself is kind of like every time you make a film, there's a lot of unknowns. Like filmmaking is just one of those processes where the shit happens and you just don't necessarily know. Shit happens. So yeah. anytime you can remove an unknown is good for people who spend a lot of money on films and who want to know exactly what's going to happen. You know. Right. That's, that's exactly. Is it going to look like shit? Is it going to look good? What does that look like? Yeah. yeah
2: you got the producers on right. your
1: back. That And with, with lights to... and digital cameras, you can easily just like bloop. Switch switch on the LUT yep. And then the producer's like Yeah that looks that good That looks dope Film switch it Dude Switch it back to the uh, shit one And let's go yep. and it,
2: it also
0: helps Like Indie I mean lots of like Revolutionized indie filmmaking Because You might be a videographer Who has a knowledge In a bunch of different areas of film and but you may not know you're. I mean you're not going to know as much as a color specialist, right? As someone who's studied no. color over and over again. Well, these color specialists can make LUTs that then can be available for you to download. Throw it in mm-hmm. your program like Premiere. Click the LUT. Boom. Automatic grade. Just, yeah, just
1: it's done. Right. For
2: you, it's awesome. you know.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. It's not just in camera. It can be done. like in editing programs. Like it's kind of this weird universal filter you could put on and, and they make them for a whole variety of cameras. Like there's red cameras have their own particular LUTs. Like Alexa's have their own LUTs, the black magic, you know, whatever, you know, they all have like this special thing where you can put it on and it'll stretch it out perfectly. Um, so it looks gorgeous and you know, you
0: could turn it on. You could turn it off perfectly. You do whatever the fuck you want. It'll, it'll make your image perfectly what you want if you've exposed it and done your your right. initial flat uh recording like that's the important right. thing to understand is a lut is not just going to necessarily save your image a lut will make your image look like crap no. because a lut just <laughs> assumes you're with automatically or already within the safe range right cuz you right. can you right. could
2: like film something right that's like at Night, but then if you put a LUT that's for something that's like technically for a day, yeah. it's not going to do anything for or you.
0: It might even just ruin your image yeah. and make it like way too black, yeah, or something. You right? Know? Yeah, um,
1: more more than, more than likely, if you're using a LUT, that's probably yeah. what's going to happen. Because it's <laughs> interesting
2: because like I've done like I've done stuff where like I like a certain aspect of a certain LUT. You know, you slap it on and then you can adjust it to fit how you want it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you still
1: have the color information, yeah. so you can. Because yeah. there's some things yeah. where
2: it's like, oh shit, I don't. I, I don't know how to recreate that particular part of that LUT. Totally. But I know how to do this. So, right. like, it's like it's a little too right. green, so I know how to adjust it to make it a little less green, but I do like how right. it fades the blacks, you know, or something, right? Totally. It's kind of cool. Totally. Yeah, that's, we, and, that's, and the,
1: yeah. Go ahead. The lets LUT, the are made by all sorts of colorists, all types of filmmakers, and they just, like, make it available. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean... It, they're just kind of slutting around. Yeah, there's, you
2: know. a you, there's a lot of ones. There's a lot of ones you can get for free. There's a lot that you can buy. Um, buying is obviously right. the best.
0: Buying is the best way to go because that's where you get the best filter, right. the best LUT presets, but also because right. you're supporting like people who made it too. Right, so. and and you pay for what you get. Yeah, you totally. know. You could you could
1: buy a shitty LUT. You know what I mean? Totally. And, uh you know, or you could. Get a free shitty LUT, but then you have to kind of go through. But it's uh, these people who know so much more technical knowledge than yeah, you. Totally. Yeah, like so, like so much, like beyond. Like they're like the best of the best, so they could make a LUT and sell them for like thousands of dollars. Yeah, you know, just just. Because they know how to fucking do it,
0: you know. And like we didn't even get into like like you were talking about how each camera has their own LUT. Like we didn't get into compressed color seven oh not rec seven oh nine versus log. Like there's all no, these well, little log, yeah. it's another time. crazy technical it's another time. like this is another job of a new age new like a modern cinematographer is understanding well what camera are we shooting on because that's going to inform the colorist of the the. Profile that they can use and the correct ranges of color they can use because like if you go yep. to correct a compressed like like a Canon 5D video that's like Rec 709 or whatever and you use a log LUT it's gonna like completely screw up your image because yeah. the log LUT right. is assuming that you're using and we didn't even talk about dynamic range either stops of dynamic range nope. like or or bits yeah like color depth like all that stuff like. There's so many little things that you have to understand now as a cinematographer that it's not just about lighting your set and getting a correct exposure, but it's also like are we filming at, you know, what are, what resolution are we filming at? What 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 color depth and bit rate can the co- can the camera do, you know, so that the colorist can can have those options later like there's right. so many crazy little technical things like that. Whole- so like you have to be careful with what lut you get so that you're not you know using or getting a lot for no reason basically
2: the the whole log right. thing is interesting i'm that's something that i'm kind of trying to learn about right now it's more of the log oh, stuff. same like it yeah. is interesting i i filmed uh something in vancouver a while back and we used log it was interesting i don't know basically, I, I honestly don't know why we did it but we did it basically and it was what cool.
0: log <laughs> like, basically what log <laughs> is is like each camera manufacturer has its own because each each image and sensor that a camera cam, camera manufacturer makes is different so they have a different color profile and they have a different like range of numbers essentially and essentially all log does is like Instead of manually going through and saying, "Look, drop the saturation here, drop the contrast here," and you know, like on Canon, for example, you can drop it to, like negative three, negative three contrast, negative three saturation, drop the uh, sharpness down a little bit. What Log does is right. just does it for you. It just says, "Okay, they, this is a manufacturer-designed uh, flat image that should give oh, you the sit, most." Sit, uh, like it'll give you the the what they think is the most. If you expose correctly, it'll give you the most flat image for right. the best color grading later on it's like a universal yeah. flattener exactly sort of for thing. each so that's, that's why unique. you have like s-log sony d or uh, yeah d-log i think
2: is like panasonic um black magic has its own uh, version yeah, of well we were, i didn't know that I, like that's the cinematography that we were working with we were shooting on our sony actually it was his sony but it's the same camera and uh a7s yeah the sony 2? a7s uh no just the first one yeah. Uno. Yeah, so um oh, what's cool about the the first must. one is if you just work directly off the Atomos then the Atomos is doing all the 4K shit and it's not working the camera as well right. cuz the Sony two right, right. it's, it's it's, like it's a, internal yeah. so then you're using both what they've done you know they they've worked the kinks out but um so yeah we we were using the the Sony A7S the original and um we used the S-log for it um and i had never used that i was totally unaware and he just used one of the settings that was just pre you know just in the camera Mm -hmm. and he just turned it on and it you know and yeah like it was weird because we were shooting in raw um and like the 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 color was so when i watched it um when i brought when i because he told us he's like when you guys watch the the footage it's going to be it's going like to look completely different and yeah. He, yeah. he he did it so that it was actually we had i had two different files so one was the really like the color was like n- not there mm-hmm. flat, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, the flat. other yeah. one was um it was there Mm-hmm. So I had both to work with. Um, oh, interesting! Yeah, which was really cool. And that he, that it. I mean, it was a fuck ton of space, though. Holy yeah.
0: shit! Yeah, raw four K is uncompressed <laughs> raw four K
2: right. You're filling up gigs in in seconds. Yeah, and minutes. it was like, crazy how much yeah. um, footage or how much gigs it was. I also uh,
0: just want to make a disclaimer about the log statement I made. Like that's a kind of an oversimplification of it. Like I'm sure it does more than what i said <laughs> i just want to put that out there that, like, <laughs> right. generally speaking what Simplified, it does yeah, yeah is that it kind of does it automatically for you based off the manufacturer that's and there's a lot, a lot there's a lot pl- of them please yeah, like, that's finance the our podcast there's
2: so many because like he was scrolling through just in that camera alone totally. there was different ones i'm like well how the fuck do you know which one to pick? i mean the, you know? m- right. the
0: mavic drone that i got um which update i got a drone um has two Whoa, it has a bunch of different profiles and it the two specific more film ones it has is D-Log and D-Cinelike. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's debate between videographers about which is better, which they prefer. See, that's the thing. It's, it's like, if you're shooting in 4K, go with the D-Log. If you're shooting in 2.7K, go with the Cinelike. It's like
2: all sorts of... Yeah, see, that's what I've been like right. li- reading. And I'm just like, what the heck? They're like, use this log for this. Use this. And I'm like... Well- what like yeah. it's just like yeah. that, like like why the different yeah why? exactly why like why why yeah. is it why is it for this particular thing do you have to use it like i don't know it's crazy. because nerds
0: have gone out and done all these
2: tests right <laughs> just kidding right no
0: it's great that people have done all these tests <laughs> and put in all the hard work to actually Nerd, like
2: nerds uh, not like us <laughs> no. No. that is what's cool because you get you get More into these people. you know forums and yeah. they can tell you but you know a lot of this stuff though too you know goes way over my head like i'm just like okay i need to go back to Go back to the foundation, read about that, and, you know, and then they'll start be talking about some other word or phrase, yep. and I'm like, "What is that?" Right. And then I look into that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, yep. that's a whole thing." You know,
1: <laughs> it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost like showing like Wikipedia to someone from like the 1920s. Yeah, and yeah. they're just like, "Wait, what's this?" Yeah. And they go click on that, it's, and it's, it's like, "It's yeah, absolutely they just get insane." Lost. And like
2: I, you know, it, when I see you know these you know like people like Roger Deakins and you know Robert Richardson and stuff that not are not freaky deaky. like not only are they able to do like masterwork with film but to also conquer digital the, the digital arena and 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 the fact that they're right. coming up with these insane images i mean this the the, the knowledge there is absolutely oh, insane we
0: didn't even talk about how there's different types of film stock which will affect your color yeah. like yeah even yeah we didn't even talk about yeah, that there's like know. all that's another job of the cinematographer was to know like how film stock is going to affect certain lights which is going to affect color so like picking the right film stock even you know and like yeah. digital picking the right camera picking the right codex picking the right you know f- recording formats like m recording mov versus mp4 when it comes to like basic you know dslr recording or like and ntsc versus
2: pal like there's so much little shit film you stock no like is something that i've kind of also again been looking more into in the fact not not so much that because i'm shooting on film i wish that'd be awesome but now kind of like LUTs, like they have um they have things where you can digitally put a like digital version of a stock on your footage
0: yeah you so can like, get a, a LUT. That's like Kodak, yeah. Number stock, whatever yeah. stock based yeah. LUT, yeah. oh, which is which
2: is really cool. I really actually I have, have fun those. with those. Yeah. Those are really cool. I like them because if you you want to make something that looks like it was shot in the seventies, yeah, like you're going right. to be doing a fuck ton of color grading and color correction and all sorts of shit where you're messing with a whole bunch of stuff to get that look. Whereas if you kind of know the type of film stock you're, that they filmed back then, because Throughout the decades the film stocks have changed um and gotten have improved and uh you can go back look up uh, one of your films that you were inspired by that was shot in the 70s or whatever and see what type of film stock they used and then you can see if you can find a LUT mm-hmm. and put slap it on there and then adjust from there and it's cool you can make a movie with a really nice digital camera and tra- completely transform it and make it look like it was shot in the 70s or 80s, yeah. you know?
0: Um, I mean, you can shoot a movie and make it look like a movie with fairly cheap cameras nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Upstream Color yeah. was shot on a GH4. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He shot. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. That blows my mind, right? Yeah. It makes me want to go rewatch it, right? And like,
1: I don't want to go watch it I again. Know. Be like, oh, I could make this. Yeah. yeah that's- then, then I just.
0: Sit there and feel like an Parts asshole. Parts of though, Mad so. Max: Fury Road <laughs> were shot on the 5D. Look up, look no. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, dead yeah. Serious, yeah. I'm dead serious, no, dude. I'm dead serious. Same with fucking the, way. Uh, Avengers.
2: Some yeah, of the Avengers stunt, had 5Ds too. Some of the shots. Look up shots.
0: Um, movies, what? movies yeah. shot on the 5D. Look, just type that into Google, oh, and there's a God. huge list of modern movies that use the 5D. Like all the time they they did it in Fury Road because they were putting these cameramen fucking king. way up high yeah. on like um you know like uh really really high angles, and they were running really fast right they're they're actually driving cars, so they needed really small cameras uh to safely keep the you know to keep yeah. the cameramen safe but also <laughs> film so they used the f- they they used magic lantern and stuff like that, obviously, but you know they yeah no they hack the cameras to make them to get the color profile or to be super as, nice fucking lenses yeah. and shit and the nicest lenses possible exactly yeah. but the Which 5D goes a body, long way right. see l-
2: we've also God didn't, that. Talk, we on didn't talk, talk, talk on film stock lenses, talk. lenses yeah. and, and, and just ha- yeah right cuz glass does so
0: much we i don't know how i don't know what two films we use for lenses but we should really try and fit in like a lens yeah that would be
2: dope because uh, lenses i mean we should do a lens let me one. think about that cuz i i know there are some good really good examples yeah. about that for that
1: we should get more specific than lenses. We should get. We should do. Um, we should get more specific. Like like specific ideas of lens. Like maybe we do like an aperture one, and we do like a shutter speed based one. Like maybe hit all the bases. Well, we're of, doing of shutter cameras. speed
0: when we do frame
2: rates. anyway. Shutter we're going to touch on Shutter speed and frame rates. We could do uh, twenty eight days no, But later. those are
0: two different. Th- no, no. But the shutter speed. Those are two different. Shutter things. speed and frame right. rate are tied together. But they're though. tied together. Yeah,
1: they are. But I I think we could.
0: I don't, I don't think we need to. I don't think we need. I don't. I don't think we need to do a separate because, like, we would just touch on the history of shutter speeds, like the speed of of and the frame rate of like old films, how they were not twenty four, and then yeah, I, you're probably right. There. Like sh- <laughs> probably. shutter
2: speed and frame rate, we could probably do like you know Saving Private Ryan and Twenty Eight Days Later. I think maybe right those two would be well. Saving we, gotta do, sure. we gotta do. We
1: gotta do long halftime walk.
0: For, right. Oh, yeah, that, Oh, that's frame rate. frame
2: rate. Frame rate. Frame rate. You yeah. have to. Yeah.
0: But in terms of lenses, I really think that there's enough to talk about and how a lens... Like, maybe we don't need... Maybe we need to pair it with something else for sure, but there's a lot to talk about with how lens affect. Like, you know, one of the most important distinctions a director... Makes or one of the most decision, the most important decisions he makes is a lens. Like you'll see directors all the time with those viewers, those viewfinders yeah, yeah, yeah. with like a freaking Zeiss lens Which attached to it, so they can look through for, right. and get the right. exact like yeah. this is forty millimeters from this distance. We know exactly what we're going to yeah. get in the frame, so he knows exactly what he can do in the frame. Like lens choice is like paramount. Yeah, you know it's like big right? time. even more important so, than the body. I, I,
2: yeah really uh, i mean like if yes, if, yes. if you can afford nice glass you know it's really basically invest in glass don't invest in glass will hold its like, value right? yeah. more too
1: my my uh my buddy he he shot this film he's an arizona guy um thomas allen he makes these amazing like like up close and personal videos with people um and he uh i was like I saw his movie and I was like, holy shit, that's lit, really cool. And the image looks amazing. And I was like, what'd you shoot that on? And he was like, a T three I,
2: what? I was what, like, what lenses what did you uh, have? L's? And he's like,
1: a Rokinon. Oh, a Rokinon. dude, I Lens. love
0: Rokinon. Yeah, Rok- and I was Rokinon. Like, I like,
2: holy shit! Dude. You can get. I've, I have a couple of Rokinon. Like honestly, I love Rokinon. Like because, freaking ball! I wish I had money to afford like more expensive ones, right? But Rokinon does the job. You know, like <laughs> it, does, it does the job. No, it looks great. There's a reason and
0: why it, it's pretty good, fairly priced. There's a reason why. Uh, is it RE, RE master primes are like $30,000 yeah. a piece yeah. and <laughs> other lenses are like $200 a piece you know, right. there is a reason you, you do you do yeah yeah um, I, I'm looking at the list of
1: movies that shot on the 5D, and it's just blowing my mind. Say, Mad Max, Elysium, Noah, Frank and Weenie, The Avengers, now, Born Legacy. Another disclaimer: Thor Dark World. they were not shot on the
0: 5D; they right. were used. No, 5Ds they, were used they, in the filmmaking process. Yeah, like for like probably quick, quick yeah, cuts exactly. and shit.
1: They yeah, they used they used it, and it's in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 127 Hours, Captain America, Black Swan. Yeah, dude, it's Captain crazy. Balor, House MD,
2: like what the fuck? Iron Man two. Out of all those active valor, I Come think was film like uh, there was more, f- more substantial time with the DSLRs yeah. th- than the other ones. But definitely, but but the right, the, yeah. This, it's it's there's crazy. still shots in there that yeah. that utilized
0: it. But know? that shows you the power of a of a good colorist or knowledgeable colorist because they made 5D footage almost. I mean, it's, it, I'm sure the cut was really fast, right? It was like pop the shot on, pop it yeah, out. Yeah, But they, it was right. indistinguishable enough from like Ari footage, yeah, because right. of the colors and well, well it, right. Other but yeah, combined too, with all that Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Right. But then also like also, GoPros too, you know? Oh, GoPros, yeah, yeah. GoPros, yeah, dude. Um,
1: but it also shows like if you have really good lighting, if you have really good production design, if you have a really good story you don't really need a good camera necessarily an amazing camera body you you,
2: You know
0: dude in um, uh lens even in night of cups malik just had straight up gopro shots like you could tell they were gopro shots it was like dunking them in and out of water and spinning them around it was literally just like a shitty gopro but it was like it fit the film (laughs) so it works yeah yeah. if it works it works exactly so you know that blows my mind though I know right it's pretty crazy all, all Mark twos, dude search for two's. upstream color too while you're at it just to confirm if it's <sighs> the GH4 um, but basically like for new time filmmakers or like you know more, uh, more newer filmmakers and experienced filmmakers you want a you want a cool camera you want to do all the cool stuff on set take the time to learn the back end and learn and, and figure out color because all these cool photos you see on the internet have all been screwed with in terms of color, they've all been v- heavily, heavily, heavily altered and filtered through color to get the look that they have on there.
1: Uh, okay, 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 Hang on here. I hate to break it to you, was I but wrong? it wasn't the GH four. Yeah, you were dead wrong. Okay, buddy, it was the GH two. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> the GH four wasn't. Before that yet. you speak next time, Kevin. Damn, dude, on the GH two. <laughs> that's insane, dude. The GH one. that crazy. My girlfriend has a GH one. It takes phenomenal
2: photos, even oh, wow. though it's so how old. Come, like, how,
1: come you're not, uh, how come you're not shooting upstream color with that thing? I know, language? right?
0: I need to remake
1: upstream color. You can shoot
2: color. the prequel. <laughs> what Did it say what lenses they used?
1: Panasonic lenses, probably. Um, I don't think... I don't this seems like it's like a weird PR piece for Panasonic. <laughs>
0: it's probably <laughs> so like probably not. Panasonic proprietary probably not. Right. lenses. Right. I mean, yeah, the film I had I a cool know. look, but it wasn't like... I don't know. It was... This, I don't
2: know. So, I mean, I guess talking about Pleasantville it's very and Over the Thou, I personally... Oh, Rokinon. Rokinon lenses. Oh, shit. No way. Dude, Rokinon is yeah. baller. Uh, because <laughs> what, what's cool DH2. about
0: Rokinon is because they're, they're cheap, oh. but they're good quality cheap. Yeah,
2: they're, like, not, they're not... They are not. They have a yeah. sharp
0: uh, image, which is really nice. It was also
1: <sighs> the... I, I'm totally going to butcher this name, so you guys can correct me, because I don't know. Uh, Vogue Talander lenses?
2: Oh yeah, I know, sure. I know. I I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know which ones you're talking about.
1: What those yeah. are? Yeah. So is that and the Rokinons okay. specifically yeah. the 85 millimeter? The Vaughn I have ones that. I
2: have that lens are, actually. I think it looks
0: stop one point four. Yeah, they're T. Yeah, it's, it's T 1.5 because they do they measure in T, which is supposed yeah. to be the more true aperture measurement. But that's a whole different. Oh, interesting. Thing. Whole different uh, discussion. T T stop versus F stop. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah. What are you saying? Oh, so yeah. So with Pleasantville and Oh Brother, Art Thou, with the two of them, um, of course I appreciated Pleasantville for what it was. It actually yes, wasn't
0: like, that bad. Like, like it like I was expecting it, something dumb. Yeah, it honestly. held my attention.
2: Like yeah. it wasn't like, but like uh, cinematography wise, um, I wasn't. I was impressed with the digital intermediate aspect of it. Yes, totally. But the cinematography, as in like lighting and that aspect of it i wasn't impressed with did you see paul walker yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when he showed up i was like what no yeah, way it, it took me a second and he find... was the first time you see him he's in a car he drives yeah
1: he's like baby face King yeah King. dude it's crazy, crazy. it's funny
2: how, how old is he in this movie he's gotta be in his early 20s early 20s yeah. for sure wow, that's crazy because yeah. yeah. it was right before or right during the first right before the first Fast and the Furious because the first yeah, like Fast and the Furious later. was like two thousand one. Dude, he looks
0: way older. He like bulked up, yeah. I think, for Fast and Furious, yeah. like because he looks way different. It's
2: funny, um, but like I, but like you know, what? I just like the. I see what you are saying. I, I like the. I I just enjoyed the cinematography aspect of Oh Brother Where Art Thou more so. Totally. Um, right. But the Pleasantville was. It was more entertaining. Um, and more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be.
0: It's just the plot. It's like the only pr- the main issue I had with Obra- or, uh, Peasantville was that it was like the plot just left for like way too many holes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like it right. was just, uh,
0: the premise itself was automatically going to have like a billion holes in it. Right? And Why do these people might, even know about might, color when they lived in a black and white world? You know, like yeah, yeah, like that, that's,
2: like. yeah, yeah.
0: Might, <laughs> might you
1: say it was more pleasant than uh, o Brother <laughs> Oh Brother <Morocco>? Where <my>, Yeah, <laughs> I was pleasantly
2: surprised by it. That's for sure. Like yeah, uh, the whole part where he's like, "Are you uh, are you going to Brown Town?" Now,
0: please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when they, like, people were like, "Oh, it's green. It's blue." I was like, "Well, how do you know it's green exactly. or blue? Because like you would right. you've only seen in gray." and Black- exactly like, light, like, so. they just are like
0: alright whatever yeah. like there's color they already now the know world. what it cool. is yeah, yeah. Like, I did no one... well cause like
1: in in The Giver when, when did you guys watch that movie or read that book I read no. the book
0: a long, long long time ago they,
1: like when they see color like he can't even describe what it is he's just like the apple like when he, when he sees it he's like the apple changed. yeah I can't explain how yeah. and then The Giver's like yo bro that's color Be <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna learn a lot more about that shit <laughs>
0: I'm taking you to Browntown. And then, like, the end of uh, Pleasantville is, like, they're like, oh, I'm going to go back to the TV to go back home. And then they're just like, okay, that's totally cool and totally a normal thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. And they're all just like, like, all of a sudden they're just like, oh, you came from somewhere else. When, like, 15 minutes earlier they were talking about how the roads in Pleasantville circle on each other because there's nowhere outside of Pleasantville. And then they're all like, oh, but you came from outside Pleasantville. Tell us all about that. You're yeah, just okay yeah. with this? Like, I don't. This right.
2: Weird it, shit like that. The, dude. the biggest like. thing for me that I did, did not like about the movie was the beginning and the ending, because it took place <laughs> in the 90s
0: so dated. dated it so, so dated, much dude. it was
2: so dated it looked like a fucking tv movie oh dude like it, it looked, looked like... like they shot it like on bad digital cameras or something yeah like it, it was like really bad and like the and his hairdo he's like weird yeah. like it's like it's not
0: d- gelled but it's like wet and it was like straight down on his floor, yeah. floor. toby <laughs> like, aguirre is so, <laughs> so 90s bad,
1: so, toby has like he's got this like wet Upper lip going on, yeah. <laughs> you totally. know what I mean? Like when you look at him, it, it's like, why are your lips wet all the time,
0: dude? Like, come on,
2: someone get a Kleenex <laughs> on this guy.
0: The '90s totally dated it. Yeah. So, so hard, but, like the,
2: the sitcom part of it that I enjoyed that part. The beginning and the ending, not so much. I also, though, I really enjoyed seeing Don Knotts in his last. Was,
0: okay, another plot hole. Why did he just show right. up to give him the remote and then get pissed at him when he was yeah, changing yeah, yeah, shit yeah. in the world? It's like what.
2: Whoa, yeah. He but not so funny. He got super like piss at him at the towards the end, right? And yeah. Then, but then at the end, he like shows up and he like kind of like smiles, like cool. And I'm like, and I was, like well, okay, what happened where you're like okay with everything now? Right. It, like, it makes ab- no sense. there was like absolutely because he was all. I'm watching the the episodes and they're not how yeah, they're supposed exactly. to be, and then all of a sudden because everybody else is happy he's happy all of a sudden exactly it's like well no this is definitely not a rerun and also know?
0: how do you explain the fact that uh, reese witherspoon's character just stays there how do you explain that to the mom yeah 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 she's yeah. just gone yeah well and then like what and then what happened to them what happened to the two kids they replaced and then yeah. what happened to them? <laughs> yeah. like what was the mom thinking <laughs> when they left right like supposedly only an hour took took place in real time like the movie time took place within an hour in yeah. real time. But it's at the same time, it's like no one noticed that they were just gone. Yeah.
2: Well, and then also, like, it was funny, too, because, like, Re- Re- Reese Witherspoon's character was like, she was like a slut. Yeah. Like, I thought that was And funny. she even says it. She's, she's like, I end. did the slut thing, yeah, like, so I now I want to go back to college. And, and then she's
0: like, I want to go to 50s university.
2: Yeah. And like, she, like, she seriously, she's like, I did the slut thing. I'm done with that. You know, like, she basically literally said that. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because she's
0: the one, she's the first one to introduce sex to them, and she has sex with Paul Walker's at character. Lover's Lane. Yeah. Right. And there's, like, this really awkward moment where, like, they show all the kids sitting there, and, like they're just banging and she's like moaning that was the best <laughs> part that was the best part of the movie <laughs> so weird she,
1: uh, she should have told him all to pee afterwards yeah. it's funny
0: yeah. it's funny because he's like he's like they start to like do stuff and then he like the implications that he gets hard and then like he like sits up he's like oh my god I think I need to go home I, go I think home. Something's, wrong yeah, something's wrong with me <laughs> and I she like feel, looks down I don't, and she's like I don't that's feel normal good.
2: yeah and she's like Yeah, he's like, is this supposed to happen or something? Also, did
0: you see see the uh, implied shot where they show the two people 69ing? (laughs) I think so.
2: (laughs) They do this pan
0: by... They do, like, a repeat pan by all the cars. So, like, the first time they show the (laughs) kids just sitting there because they're not doing anything. Next time, it shows them all... Uh, lower in the seats or whatever because they're all supposed to be having sex. Well, you can see one dude's feet (laughs) and legs laying. He's like laying stomach down and then as they pan by the chick's feet are stomach up on the opposite side of the car so they're like clearly (laughs) 69 (laughs)
2: It's so weird. There's another one too where the mom, the sitcom mom is in the bath and like she is oh like reese witherspoon the 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 new daughter the daughter has like told her what sex is and he's like she's like i don't think my husband's gonna be okay with that but then witherspoon goes well you can do it yourself so (laughs) then like it cuts to her like going in the shower or the the bath i believe she has like candles even lit up she like goes into the bathtub and she starts pleasuring herself but at the same time her hands are not moving. Her arms are not moving. She's literally just like making the sounds. She's like literally oh just God. making the sounds as she's just sitting in the bathtub. And I'm like, this is the most PG-13 totally. fucking like, girl playing with herself <laughs> totally. I've ever seen. Because like if a, kid, if a kid saw that they were probably like, wow, she's really enjoying that bath. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. that's what they were going for, you totally. know. Totally. Right. That nice balance. Yeah. Yes. But, like, yes. like, but like, she's like moaning and I'm like, this is so weird like i don't know yeah
0: it's like, a weird it's a, like i didn't expect it to have so much like sex it, it. there's like, some like that's yeah, like the a big bit. big theme in the movie is like sexual awakening and change like change yeah. and sexual awakening because like know. she
2: yeah because like after she i guess like orgasms like the the tree outside her house like Purpose, catches on fire uh, yeah. it bursts in the flames yeah i was like <laughs> i was like Whoa!
0: Oh god! Yeah. So in the in the sitcom, there's no fires. Like there's just fire, just can't happen. So like no one knew what to do when yeah. the fire happened, and it just happened because she freaking was orgasmic. The, the only
2: reason, and, then, hey. and then, ironically, ironically, this is I thought this was hilarious. Ironically, he goes running to the fire department, and they do not. Good they point. do not. Like they do not. Um, Answer to fire. They don't know what fire is, so he goes cat, and then the, they all like get, get up. up and run. So, but like, like so pussy. it takes yeah. pussy to, to, to catch <laughs> the fucking tree on fire for the fireman to get pussy over. to get the right. fireman to actually yeah. go, yeah, which is fucking odd
1: hilarious. I didn't catch so, that the person. Yeah, like, <laughs> pussy put the fire there, oh and, it, and it put the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. That's, oh god. So, so crazy.
0: This, this movie bombed when it came. It out It did totally. This movie fucking tanked but it kind of grew like a cult following kind of later it's on it's cult.: yeah. and probably it was, because of the sex probably because i bet you it was marketed t- way different than what people actually yeah. saw i bet you there was no right. sexual anything in the marketing
2: well and also it's, plus, how, how do you get past all that cool color looking shit dude yeah like, uh, people love that but shit. it's also gutsy you know? though because like so many people don't like watching black and white movies exactly which is right. unfortunate and it goes from color that's probably to black why and white. it tanked yeah
0: right yeah but they make some dude the pink blossom shot was cool that was cool like yeah, there's that a shot cool. where he's driving with the chick and it's everything's black and white except for all the pink blossoms blowing in the wind i think
2: that was jacob's favorite scene too
0: <laughs> yeah i i would say
2: of all hey, the scenes yeah, that was my favorite yeah, so
0: tell us more about the uh movie uh, the, the other things you liked in it
1: yes i enjoyed the plot summary of the movie <laughs> 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 and uh, Gary Ross, who you know, he's known for like Sea Biscuit and Hun- Hunger Games. Uh, he's doing the new Ocean's Eight. I'm really excited for like that with all
2: the with all the women, right?
1: Is it is it really? Yeah, <laughs> no, Ocean is it really? Ocean's Eight is all.
2: It's, Brad Pitt and everybody really? aren't in it. It's all women.
1: Oh, oh, it is yeah. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Blanchett, Who's doing this movie? Ooh, Bonham Carter, yeah. Anne Hathaway. Who's directing the movie? Holy sh- Gary Ross, oh. yeah, same yeah. director yeah. who did like Hunger Games and shit, the first one. Yeah, the first yeah. Hunger Games, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, dude, Rihanna's in Ocean's 8. Hey, girl, get it. Dude, Rihanna's dude, she's in... So,
2: she's, she's so hot, dude. Dude, like... it's like, fucking hot. I oh just, She's cool because right, she's, guys. like, like the bad girl, you know? <laughs> dude, she's everything, yeah.
1: though. She, like, she mixes it up every time. Like, always different. Yeah. She can be bad. She can be good. She's cool. She's fucking whatever.
2: All just, right. Just watch the Needed Me music video directed by Harmony Corrine, and you will like Rihanna. If you don't, if oh you god, don't
1: like, you know. <laughs> I'm so proud of all of us because A, we didn't bring up Nicholas. God damn, uh, you're going
0: to bring it up and ruin it. Or The Angel. Uh, yeah, or The Actually, Angel. Actually, I did bring up Refin once, but neither of you noticed when I said it.
1: Really? When was it? When that? we were
0: talking about horror films later in the director's career. Oh, His thank was god. Neon Demon. <laughs> <laughs> no oh my god, you said it. Neon Demon no, no, and I didn't. I said Refin. Because I knew Neon Demon was his horror film That came later in his career Oh I'm God. Shit
1: I didn't pick that up Okay never I take it back I take it back We the didn't angel mention sucks. Drive though The Angel now. sucks We didn't mention
0: Drive So fuck, we had that Fuck going. the Angel yeah.
2: Fuck
1: the um, Angel We did talk about Ghost <laughs> yeah, We did talk about Ghost yeah I did tell you yeah, We did talk about <laughs> Ghost But I don't bring Ghost up every episode No but almost You know That's like every other episode <laughs> <laughs> Maybe every Every uh, Two every Two out of three You know
2: well the the uh, episode that you guys did with the Pixar shorts, that one didn't have Refin or the Angel in it.
0: Nice. So maybe it's just
2: you oh, that brings it out in us. Yeah, yeah I think it's the B Ryan but <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> well shucks, guys. <laughs> shucks. Um, I'm yeah. glad I bring something to the <laughs> to the table. <laughs> so You bring you bring it you bring the good stuff, you know. <laughs> reoccurring jokes. That people probably hate at this point. So, what were were you guys? What were out of the two movies? What were your guys' favorites? It's got to be Oh Brother. Oh yeah, Uh, Oh Brother for me too. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna go go the opposite. Shut the fuck up. I like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm a sucker for these kind of movies. Uh, Just the general plot, I really enjoyed
0: can um, we just say it now that we're running the episode he didn't watch <laughs> yeah I totally I don't I didn't watch Pleasantville. I'm sorry uh, you had a legitimate uh, reason I, been, for it but you didn't I, watch I've it I've been working
1: my ass off man like, like 60 hours a week plus you know like weekends nights I'm working on the bus like I'm just like going to town and it's been awesome uh, cause it's like actual work you know but Oh man, I just want a break. Yeah. I want a break. I've seen O Brother Where Art There like a thousand times, but honestly, if if I <coughs> if I'm to judge the movie based on what I know of it now, I think I might enjoy Pleasantville more because I I like O Brother Where Art Thou, but um, it's not my favorite Coen Brothers. It's certainly early, not the best one. Oh, it's and, uh, not. Yeah, it's I, certainly I, not the. Their I'm best. a fucking. I'm a sucker for coming of age and like stories about people going into like TV. Like TV shit, you know? Yeah. Like Truman Show. I fucking love Truman Show. Yeah, you'll you know? probably you'll love like this it, movie, then, yeah. dude. And it, this is like the
0: fantasy version of Truman Show. Sign me up for that shit, dude. That sounds amazing. It was, it was a, I was honestly surprised. Like, I was going into it thinking, wow, I'm not going to like this. But by the end, I was like, you know. It kept it my was, attention. Dude, I, it was kind of cool seeing I like these all the like, like in fantasy it. Yeah, dramas. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah, cause, uh, there's like a thousand actors. Yeah, in it. But totally. yeah, it's like a fantasy based drama. But it's not like it's not like fantasy like like swords and sandals and dragons. You know, it's like no a Hercu- modern no Hercules, fantasy.
2: Yeah.
1: No Hercules. No peplum. But you know, like you know, do you guys ever watch that movie Ink? Yeah. No. Yeah. Dude, that's a weird one. You didn't talk see, about weird color. It's a weird one. Weird color, weirdest color grading, Ballsiest color
0: grading ever. Ink, uh, so ink. It's a weird movie. Ink, it's yeah. like a sci-fi fantasy. Uh, huh. Draw. Uh, th- I guess it's more of a thriller. Yeah, like a, it's like that. a sci-fi thriller. I'd say. Yeah, you should check it out
1: because it's 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 pretty interesting and the the color grading is insane. It's super like, low like, There's a, there's one scene wh- super low budget. There's one scene where it's like. It's all. It's like they crank the I guess the it is fantasy. Um, the gain up to like one twenty eight thousand or whatever. Whoa. Like they they just like and
0: it and it works. Wow!
1: It's like the only
0: time where like it's
1: like holy yeah. Shit, all their is dreams
0: like, like cool. The film was about like this this dream, dream thief hackers who like yeah. steals this like little girl and then like these this group of like like weird misfit. Basically, they're like, yeah, they are kind of like hackers, but also dream runners who live just in dreams right. are like trying to get her back from like the guy who's trying to sell her to like a
2: corporation. Something like so something along like, those lines. It's all it's kind of similar to uh, Inception in a way, right? It's like a really, yeah, it's like a because it came up before vaguely. Yeah, same yeah. dream
0: style concept, you know, interesting. Um, it's, it's the, weird. the dreams
1: are the dreams are heavily designed with their lighting
2: and the and the and the color correction. They do that like glow
0: thing or it's oh, like they do they that, that glow, thing. dude. Glow,
2: man. Yeah. That sort of thing is one of my least favorite effects in movies. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. It feels so cheap when you the see glass yeah. face
0: people got are cool though. Like the effects the, look oh shiny, but the idea behind them is cool. Uh,
1: yeah, if you, I will, I'll, I'll send you an image uh, when we're done yeah. recording. But yeah, you should check it That's out. Cool. Like it's totally, Sweet. it's worth a watch. Plus, the main guy, he, there, there's this play, and I, I can't remember what the play is off the top of my head. But in this, in this play, this guy has like this huge nose, and it's like obviously a fake nose that this person wears, but no one like says anything about it. In 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 uh, ink. in ink, there's this. It's the same yeah. thing. Like he has this crazy huge nose, and it's. Meant to be, it's like real. Like no one says anything about it, but like it's very obvious that it's fake. It's super weird, but really cool. Yeah, That's like the cool. movie's yeah. impressive.
0: Or the mid two thousands. Okay, I mean it's impressive because yeah, it's pretty ambitious. recent. Yeah, like I am impressed that they got it made.
2: Yeah, basically,
0: wow. You know, right? Um, it is super cheap film. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get on too long though, I think we should wrap it up. Um, kind of two thousand nine. Oh, wow. Late two thousands. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, so if you have any questions, topic suggestions, opinions, or if you have any fact correction, corrections, send an email to btbfilmspodcast 2 at gmail.com. We're always trying to learn new things, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page and join our group to comment on or discuss this week's episode. All of our past episodes can be found on iTunes and on soundcloud.com slash b 2 Our intro and outro music was composed by Curtis Skinner, who can be found at skinnyproducing.com. Skinner uh, next week we'll be covering Reefer Madness and Reefer Madness the musical focusing on the weird yeah. <laughs> weird history of something being made as a movie then a musical and then made for a made for TV musical <laughs> which makes no fucking sense at all it's Um, the
1: best and I'm so excited to have Keith is gonna be watching his first musical ever
0: I've seen (laughs) Reaper Madness already what are you talking about Um, no I've seen musicals before I've seen I'm excited Sweeney Todd I think was I can't remember the last musical (laughs) I've never seen Reaper Madness I saw a musical oh I watched most of Les Mis or whatever Les Uh, Mis Rob or whatever that one is Um, because (laughs) did you even finish it (laughs) no I can't because my uh, aunt and uncle had it on so I came in like late on it and then just didn't watch most of it um that whole they sing the whole movie too like that's one where they don't actually like i think they talk for like a couple of lines yeah that um, one's mainly right. uh, singing
1: <laughs> that's a singer yeah. one so, you yeah. sweeney todd yeah. man's the best sweeney todd is interesting sweeney todd is,
2: is awesome uh, yeah but yeah
1: so yeah, reefer madness is one of my favorite musicals and you know it's
2: because i all the music that's why what, the music oh, cool. is fucking amazing I, this is gonna be interesting I, I didn't realize it was a musical Wow. well, oh, you, for, gotta, you gotta wait for that. The original
0: one is like kind of a musical. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen
1: I don't, it. I don't think so. It's like a propaganda but film. But don't they do like... Oh, I guess they don't sing, huh? I don't think so. I think they just sing in the musical version. Mm,
0: yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So Reefer Madness, yeah. which is the obviously the propaganda film against marijuana... And for Madness the Musical Uh, So yeah, so make sure you watch the two films Be a part of the discussion Thanks for listening
2: Thanks guys